0: The following is another KXPN Sports presentation. KXPN Sports presents High School Football.
1: And we will have one back in the backfield behind him. That's going to be Hunter Jones. On the left side, split out there is going to be Jackson. And they're going to hand it off to Jones. Jones has a little seam, goes right off guard and into the end zone for the touchdown.
0: Tonight, a playoff berth is on the line as the Amherst Broncos travel to Cambridge to battle the Trojans. High School Football on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club.
1: Second catch of the game here for Pearson now. They're going to lob it in the end zone for Eck out with a catch in the corner. Yes, it's a touchdown.
0: Cambridge is playing their first season of eight-man football after winning seven state titles and 11-man. Amherst has not been able to carry last season's success, but a win tonight will qualify them for the playoffs. It's the Broncos and the Trojans coming up next, but first, it's a New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll join ESPN Radio's Randy Bushcutter and Scott Carlin live from Cambridge, right at this word for New Tech Seed.
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Cambridge as we wrap up the regular season, the final regular season weekend, if you want to consider Thursday, the weekend of high school football. Randy Bushcutter, Scott Carlin, kind enough to join me as my color guy tonight as the Amherst Broncos really start the playoffs a week early. They're not guaranteed a spot in the playoffs if they win. They are guaranteed if they lose here tonight that they will not make the playoffs. Cambridge virtually is guaranteed with a win. They would make the uh, state playoffs so for them, definitely, it is the start of the playoffs here for the Cambridge Trojans. But again, for Amherst, they'll need a little bit of help, but they have a real good fighter's chance of making it in the state playoffs with a win here tonight. They come in 2-5. and five. Cambridge is 3-4, and four. so it's been an up-and-down year for both the Broncos and for the Trojans. And these are a couple of programs here, Scott, that have a lot of success over the years athletically and in particular in the football program. So again... Anyway you slice it, you want to win here tonight because if you don't make the playoffs if you're Amherst, at least you can end the season on a winning note.
3: Yeah, you know, these are two very storied programs when you look at Nebraska history. Cambridge, several state titles. Amherst, obviously, was one of the better teams in the state last year, and... You want to extend that as long as you can for these kids, and having that opportunity when you have yourself a chance. That's all you can ask for as a 16-, 17-, 18-year-old. Give me a chance. That's what both these teams have tonight.
1: And we'll have, again, both of them are in the same boat in a sense that uh, they need to win here tonight to really have a chance of making the playoffs, but there's where kind of similarities maybe differ a little bit. Amherst has had some success here in the last few years. Cambridge has a storied tradition, yes, but they've, uh, none of these players for Cambridge have ever been in the. State playoffs amherst obviously has cambridge they want to run the football amherst is going to put the ball in the air
3: yeah you know kind of complete polar opposites there in that regard you look at the leading rusher for amherst is less than 300 yards well cambridge has had games in their past where they've had 300 yards by people so complete difference there amherst a little more local success or recent success in their history where these players have had undefeated regular seasons they've made that deep run Cambridge is trying to get back to Cambridge football, and that is winning and being playing late in November.
1: That's something that they certainly have known. Well, we talked a little bit about uh, both coaches kind of saying they need to win. They have a chance at the playoffs. So let's hear from the two coaches. In a few moments, we'll talk with Cambridge coach Scott Porter. We'll begin things with Ron Evans, the head coach of the Amherst Broncos. We'll talk with the coaches. We continue with more of the New Tech Seed pregame show. Bradley brought to you by Terry and Jason Stark and your New Tech Seed dealer, near you. We'll talk with Coach Evans right after this timeout.
2: While dreams of sugar plums dance in some little heads, does your child dream of combines and cornfields instead? CHS Agri-Service Center wants to be the company that helps you make those dreams come true. Family farms are passed down from generation to generation, and CHS has prided themselves in being here in the communities, the schools, and on the farm, helping you make those dreams come true. CHS Agri-Service Center, people and resources you can count on always. And always here at chsagra.com.
4: Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on ESPN Radio as we get ready for the final game of the regular season. Amherst taking on Cambridge, uh, two programs, uh, two communities that have had very proud football traditions. And Coach Ron Evans joins us here. Ron, it's a little different tonight. Uh, The playoffs kind of begin for both of your squads.
5: Yeah, we've been looking at, you know, this last game since it's a non-district game for both of us, kind of a little tune-up for for Cambridge and probably – it could decide whether we actually get in the playoffs or not how this goes, so we're looking forward to the competition. We've played Cambridge in the past, men eleven man, but uh yeah we're we're looking forward to the challenge
4: obviously uh, this season way different than what we saw last season. Some of that is the graduation of some real quality kids, but everybody will be talking about it, so let's let you talk about it what's what what didn't work at least so far for your team this year?
5: Well, I think mostly it's uh, our inability to stop the run on defense. We we were pretty good at that last year. We can stop the run and get the ball back and score quick. We still have the ability to score quick. We just haven't been able to, you know, get the other teams off the field. We've played some teams that are pretty good, you know, up front offensively, and they like to run the ball. And our, like I said, our schedule this year is a little more difficult than it was last year, but mostly it's because we – we haven't been able to stop the run, so we're hoping we can do better tonight.
4: Which I suppose translates into not as many possessions for your football team where you were able to get up and down the field. You still do that, but you just don't have as many possessions.
5: Right, yep. They, they shorten the game on us, and, and we can't we can't get the ball, and, and you know, we, we can't afford any mistakes. You know, last year we could make a mistake or two here and there and still be okay, but uh, this year the game shortened so much that if we don't, the pressure's on us to score every time we get the ball, and that's hard to do.
4: Well, let's talk about some of the positive things there on the defensive side. Colin Jackson, Chase Pearson, a- among your leading tacklers this year.
5: Yeah, those boys have been doing a good job from the linebacker position. You know, they're just a little little undersized and hard for them to, you know, get the tackles when they're, you know, they can't get a push up front and kind of negate everything. So it's been tough on them, but they've been, they respond, they play hard the whole game, and and uh, we'll rely on them again uh, tonight.
4: Offensively, uh, has what would be the biggest difference from last year? We talked about the, the number, but you still throw the ball. Uh, your your passing yards this year obviously uh, far outweigh your rushing yards. Are there right. some other differences for your offense?
5: Well, mostly our last year. You know, we threw the ball a lot, but our running game was was better than it is this year. You know, we could do a lot of things out of the spread with a running game. That we're not able to do this year for a variety of reasons and and then we our our skill players are good players they're just they don't have the experience and the and the speed I think of last year's group, so that makes a little difference too.
4: Ron Evans, head football coach at Amherst, joining us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Uh, I'll ask you this question, and I'm sure that if it's anything but positive, you, you'll just play it alongside. But uh, usually, you have to see where the attitude of the kids are at this point of the season. Uh, how has practice been here the last couple of days?
5: Oh, practice has been great. Um, actually, all year long, they practice hard, and they, you know, they get after it, and their their attitude's good, and their their attention's good. It's just uh, one of those things where. In the last few weeks, we've been a little bit overmatched at certain areas, and the teams have exploited it, but the kids haven't let it bother them. They still come to practice and ready to keep getting better. So uh, it's, not a, it's not a negative thing. It's just something we have to learn to deal with right now, especially at the end of the season.
4: Well, as you said, if you don't deal with it in this ball game tonight, uh, the season comes to an end. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what Cambridge likes to do. You mentioned how they like to run the football, but uh, some specifics as you watched them on film
5: well like i said they'll they line up in a variety of formations they like to go unbalanced both ways they like to you know get in the eye formation just run the ball they have some, they trap you know and they'll run some little bit of option here and there and then they will spread the ball out too they will They will go in a what we call an Oregon formation where they split out two wide receivers and flankers out you know on each side so we're uh We're going to have to be ready for a variety of different things that they'll do. And, you know, I know they run different formations than what they showed on film because we saw that in camp. So we'll have to be ready for a variety of things. But mostly it involves, you know, trying to get the running game going. And and then they like to throw the ball to 31. Uh, I think that's Hotelling. I think he's a pretty good young kid, I think. They like to throw the ball to him and uh, and, uh, over the top. So they'll fake the run play and play action and try to get you over the top.
4: Dayton Benson leads them with just over a thousand yards, but like most uh, teams that uh, want to keep it on the ground, they've got three or four options. What's what's the key here to make sure you got your eyes on the right guy?
5: Well, that's the tough part. Is they run a nice little fullback trap to their fullback, and their quarterback runs the ball pretty good on bootlegs, and then of course their forty-two uh, is a pretty good running back. Just they don't go wide a lot, but they'll they like to to run up the the power alleys. So we're going to have to fill those alleys and. And like I say, play gap sound defense and not get pushed backwards. That's our big thing. Is we gotta we gotta stay solid up front and not lose our ground.
4: Rod, a kind of a big picture question here. Cambridge is an 11 man school coming down to eight. Uh, there's always that talk about uh, the growth of Amherst, and there's we talked this week about the Luplat Conference and Central City's going to join, and Amherst has decided to stay where they are at. Where do you see the Amherst football program? Are you going to be 11 man in two years when the new cycle comes out? And do you have to build that way here over the next
5: year? Yeah, well, we have to look at, at our numbers coming up, you know, and. The the numbers that we're going to have, we could play eleven man uh, if if we thought that was beneficial to us, you know, and, and beneficial to the kids, you know, we would play more kids that way, and we have more action. The thing we got to look at is what's the what's the NSA going to do with those numbers if they if they go to a boy only enrollment and uh, bump those numbers up? It's going to be a, a lot higher the number than it is right now to play eight man. So it, I'm, I'm not. I'm not pitting us down one way or the other, but uh, I think in our situation, the boys we have right now coming up, we would probably be a better 11-man team because we've got some good size coming up, not as much speed, a uh, lot of lot of numbers. So 11-man is definitely in the future. But, of course, that will be up to the school board to decide if, if they want us to go 11-man or, or stay eight because the numbers will still allow us, I think, to stay uh, in the eight-man game if they if they go to that boy-only number.
4: Well, hopefully it's a positive outcome for your kids here, Ron, but uh, whether it's tonight or two or three games down the road, uh, just a quick word about your senior class.
5: Well, the boys have done a great job. There's eight of them, and they've been good leaders all year, and we're going to miss them when they're gone. Like I said, they've really stepped up for us. It's just unfortunate that uh, the season we've had hasn't been as good as in the years past, but they've still been positive kids, and we're looking forward to, to getting them graduated and having a positive experience.
4: All right, Ron, always great working with you. Hopefully a a win can keep your season alive tonight, so best of luck. Yep, thanks, Doug. That's Ron Evans, head football coach at Amherst. We're going to talk with Scott Porter of Cambridge and find out more about tonight's matchup after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show.
6: If you're a grower looking for big yields, start with Pioneer brand Y-Series soybeans. And don't forget to ask your Pioneer sales professional about the Pioneer premium seed treatment options that can help your soybeans stand up to the toughest growing conditions. Why go anywhere else for your entire soybean seed needs? To learn more about seed treatment options for your farm, contact Craig Weges, local Pioneer sales representative today. Pioneer, science with service, delivering success.
4: Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on ESPN Radio. Final night of the regular season and uh, the big playoff field waiting these Class D schools. Who will be in, who will be out? We're going to find out more tonight as Cambridge takes on Amherst. And we welcome back uh, the head football coach, Scott Porter, joins us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show, of course, in his second year with uh, Cambridge and going through a transition there, uh, the first year of eight-man football from 11. And, Scott, always great to catch up. Up with you again. Uh, hard to believe the season has went uh, so quickly. Here, uh, are the kids ready to go for this final game?
7: Thanks for having me. And yeah, it has been a while. Um, okay we're ready tonight. I hope uh, you know. First year transition from eleven to eight. Like you said, it's been quite a roller coaster ride for us. So the trend continues, as it has. The past few weeks, you know we should hopefully have our fourth victory of the night, so but the kids have we've had a good week of practice, and I think we're focused, and you know it's new for them to play on a Thursday night, whereas last year we were finished our regular season on Friday night, so it hasn't been too big of a distraction.
4: Scott, as the years went along, what was the biggest or what were two of the three things that were uh, vastly different from dropping from 11- to 8-man football besides just the number of guys on the field?
7: Um, I think the speed is a lot quicker from you know 11- to 8-man. And then the open field tackling it has taken the boys' few weeks to really get adjusted to those two biggest things and you know when they do what we ask them to do we do we look pretty good and then when they want to go do their own thing it's not so good so those have been the two
4: biggest things Talk with Scott Porter, head football coach at Cambridge. I'm probably going to have to rib you a little bit here. I didn't know that you uh, really wanted to throw the football as much as you have. Uh, you always wanted to ground and pound it, and even going to the eight-man game, I guess I would have expected that. Did you know that uh, you'd be able to throw the ball a little bit when the season began?
7: Um, well, my first love is to run the ball being an ex-o-lineman, and uh, you know, I'll do that, but if it means having to go to our passing game to help get the running game open, you know, I've come to terms with myself that you need to do that. <laughs> and, um, you know, in some situations, it, the passing game's there better than the running game. And, you know, that was the first game against Berkeley County, that's basically what brought us back was our passing game. And, then, you know, we were within six, within a minute and a half left of that game and unfortunately fumbled with uh, being in the shotgun and they ran it in. But, you know, like I said, if the passing game's there, we're going to take advantage of it. If not, we're going to live and die by the running game.
4: Well, tell me a little bit about your quarterback because Tyler Woody can uh, not only throw it, but he can he can tuck it up and run it if he needs to. He's been pretty effective uh, doing both for you
7: yeah he has Tyler's done an outstanding job for us, especially with us being his first year quarterback um, last year, my first year under the offense that we ran he was a wide receiver and the years before that, I believe he was still a wide receiver, so he's done an extremely off awesome job of being the leader out there on the field and helping me get the right place called once in a while and you know, my hat's off to Tyler.
4: And you moved Caden hoteling. A lot of people figured he'd be taking the snaps. What went into that switch this year for you? He's been obviously an outstanding wide receiver and does a lot of other good things.
7: Yeah, we just figured with as big as Caden is that, you know, he would add another great lineman to us for us on the line. And he's got very good hands for his size and, you know, most of the time he has a mismatch with defensive backs that he's going against. So um, that was the main reason, and he wants to pursue college football, and he thinks possibly tied end or DN would be one of his choices to go play college football. So we're just helping him try to get more comfortable if that is capable for him next year.
4: And he is a machine on defense for you, isn't he?
7: Yeah, he has. I mean, there again, he's playing defensive end for us Where the last two years. He started at inside linebacker. So, you know, this is, of course, it's the eighth week of the season, and I think he's more comfortable now than when he was at the beginning of the season, but he's done an outstanding job for us, and it makes some of the linebackers behind him, their job, a lot easier because he's getting double teamed and, those guys that are able to run free and make
4: plays. Talk with Cambridge head football coach Scott Porter as they get ready for Amherst. Of course, the losses have all been to really good teams. You've beaten three teams that are 2-5 and five on the season. Uh, maybe outside of last week, you've been able to put points up in all of the games. Uh, last week was a little bit different. Uh, you would also been giving up points. So as far as the losses, you, you limited Med Valley to 34. What are you expecting tonight from Amherst, a team that really likes to chuck the ball around?
7: You said it. Um, You know, this is going to be our biggest test as far as passing teams because everybody we've played out here are pretty much run-oriented teams. They'll go to passes if they need to, but Amherst is going to really test our secondary, and we're pretty young back there. We'll have a senior and two sophomores, so hopefully the guys up front can – Get some pressure on Amherst quarterback and not allow him to have time to set his feet and hopefully not pick us apart.
4: And obviously, they've had trouble stopping the run. Uh, I imagine you obviously know that. Uh, did you put any pass plays in for this week?
7: <laughs> yes, we have our pass package available because last week we were not taking care of the ball with our running game we had four fumbles and which was very unrealistic for us. And so hopefully uh, this Thursday night, we're able to hang on to the rock better and don't have to swing it around as much.
4: Scott, I I, I'm guessing that the answer is pretty obvious here, but how important is it for the program to get the win tonight, to get into the playoffs, to start building for next year?
7: Very important. Um, You know, the last, I think five or six years. I think it's been about four years since Cambridge was in the playoffs. So, you know, the last three, four years haven't been to Cambridge's expectations. And, you know, my staff and myself are trying to get it back to those glory days of when they were very competitive. And I think winning tonight and then making – the playoffs will be a huge step for this program in the, in that competitive direction, and you know if things can continue, make a little bit of a run into the playoffs. You know that's only going to help much better because that allows these guys to get more
4: practice time. Well, Scott, always great to chat with you. Uh, best of luck tonight, and uh, if the season continues throughout the playoffs here, uh, thanks for the time. Best of luck. Thank you. That's Scott Porter, head football coach of the Cambridge Trojans. We'll be back with the starting lineups for tonight's regular season finale right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show.
1: Seat dealer, and welcome back here to Cambridge. Let's give you our starting lineups, brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Carney. We'll begin first of all for Cambridge, and the Trojans will come in with a record of three and four on the year. They'll start Tyler Borland on the offensive line. He's a six-five, two hundred and eighty-pound junior, pretty big guy up front. Wyatt Feeney is a six-foot, 200-pound junior. He'll start on both the Welcome offensive of and defensive line. Drew Holtz is a, a six-foot-tall, 200-pound and junior. He'll start on the offensive Cameron. line. At running back and defensive end will be Tate Benson, 6'4", 195 pounds, and a junior. Drew Sprinkle will play tight end and linebacker. He's a sophomore, 190 pounds, 5'11". Connor Bonzoff will play running back and linebacker, 5'8", 140 pounds, and a senior. Spencer Rice is a defensive back. He's a sophomore, 135 pounds at 5'8. Also that at defensive back will be Princeton Carbob, 150 pounds a sophomore. He's six foot. The quarterback will be Tyler Woody. He'll also play a little defensive back. He's 5'10, 160 pounds, and a senior. And really the big gun is Caden Hotelling. Hotelling is a tight end and defensive lineman, plays mostly on the defensive end. And he's a big kid and has aspirations of playing college football. He is 6'5, 225 pounds, and just a junior. Now for the Amherst Broncos, they come in with a record of two and five on the year. One of those wins came last week at home against Ravenna. And their starters look like this. Jacob Peterson is a 6'4", 270-pound senior. He'll play offensive guard. At center and defensive end will be Dane Bogard. He is 6'3", 210 pounds, and a senior. Jared Ivey will play on the defensive line. He is a sophomore, 5'8", 175 pounds. At running back and linebacker will be Chase Pearson, a 5'8", 165-pound senior. Linebacker is Colin Jackson, 5'11", 170 pounds, and a junior. At, at end will be Riley Thompson, senior, 5'11", 145 pounds, and a junior. Also at end is Holden Eckhout, 6'3", by Evans, 200 Richard. pounds, and a junior. Go at a key, at linebacker player. will be Sam Florell. He's a sophomore, 5'8", 150 pounds. At guard and defensive end will be Kalen Klingelhofer. He is 6'5", 185 pounds, and, and a, senior, Jones, a senior. Hunter Jones, a senior, 5'9", 160 pounds. pounds. He'll play running back and defensive back. And the quarterback, as well as defensive back, back for the Broncos, senior. is Trevor Adelon. Adelon is 5'10", 140 pounds, and a junior. Your starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better That's bank crazy. in Carney. And for uh, Cambridge, uh, at quarterback, we mentioned Tyler Whitty. Has put the ball in the air only 62 times this year. He's 32 of 62 for 702 yards, seven touchdowns, and three interceptions. His favorite receiver is Caden Hotelling. Of the 32 balls uh, that have been caught, uh, Caden Hotelling had 28 of them. Uh, uh, Preston Carbaugh also had 19 completions, but again, the uh, Hotelling connection from Whitty has been uh, very hot here. For Cambridge offensively and rushing the football, that's really what they like to do. No Hotelling like you know, has uh, carried 31. it 29 times for 151 yards, but the main force is Connor Bonzoff, 44 carries for 261 yards, six touchdowns, and Taton Benson has consumer. carried for 190 times this He's year, it. 1,018 yards, 13 touchdowns. He's averaging 5. Four yards per and carry Bonzov actually has year, a better rush per uh, three, yards per carry oh. average than uh, what the uh, Uh, thousand yard rusher Tayton Benson has on the year for Amherst they get most of the work done in the air Trevor Adelong is 123 of 227 passes for an even 1500 yards has 18 touchdowns uh, on the year and uh, running the football uh, leading the way is uh, still Adelong he's run for 228 yards on the year three touchdowns with 53 carries so again you'll see Amherst most of their hay in the air. Cambridge will do much about on the ground. If they do put it in the air, the ball more than likely will be heading out to Hotelling, uh, who's a pretty good football player.
3: Yeah, you know, kind of hearing, you're back in Cambridge, you know you're going to hear the name Hotelling a lot. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's been going around forever, and Caden's no different than some of those others there. He's a great ball player for them, and for Amherst, they're going to have to rely on Adelong and Eckhout to make their plays a little bit for them, but kind of a smoke and mirrors game, or complete opposites let's throw the ball around let's get people in space compared to we're going to run the ball coming straight at you and just different philosophies and we'll see which one can kind of prevail tonight
1: and you kind of mentioned the name hotelling as well you should Uh, christina hotelling probably the most accomplished athlete uh, of the hotelling family here in cambridge she was the division one ncaa volleyball player of the year and uh, christina would be uh, Kings. So it, it's still part of the family there.
3: Yep. yep, absolutely. And you know, you just kind of expect that name when you're down here. Even looking at some of the assistant coaches, it's some of the same names you've heard for
1: a long time, the Vonses and stuff like that. Well, we're ready to kick this one off, and Adelong will put the foot into it. It hits about the 20 yard line. It's bouncing around to about the five, and that's where the Trojans will pick it up. And they have a little bit of seam on that far side, but it's going to be closed there by Chase Pearson. Pearson with a nice tackle to uh, bring down the uh, running back or the uh, ball carrier there.
3: And again, that was
1: Bonzoff with the carry. So not bad for a position to get things started here. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show, proudly brought to you by Terry and Jason Stark of New Tech Seed. Contact a New Tech Seed dealer near you. So first and ten here for the Trojans as they've got the football to get things started. They'll go with the I-formation. And they'll just hand it off to the fullback, going right through the middle. Not much room to run there, but you unstack it before the tackle by a Klingelhofer, and you're going to well, have a gain of Thunder about four. Off, yeah, kind of one of those different of
3: formations. Nate, man, they went with an unbalanced line, so only one guy on one side of, of the center, Secondary and then step. ran a trap back to that side, just kind of giving a different variety, hoping that you overshift a little bit and you're able to hit a seam there. But a nice job by the Broncos of stacking up. But a nice line surge picks up four or five
1: yards there. So Bonds off with the first carry of the game. It's a gain of three to be second and seven and we'll see if they hand off the fullback two times in a row my guess is they would not and they do not as uh it's going to be uh, a nice little run right up the middle there by benson benson breaks one tackle bounces it right up the middle and he's going to take it all the way down to about the 22 yard line so he carries it from the 26 down to the 22 that's a nice game yeah it is
3: you know just really kind of going right up the middle on a power play type situation breaks a little arm tackling before you know it he's through the secondary and that's exactly what coach evans was talking about is can they stop the run so we'll see what happens after this next play
1: gain of 30 on the play will be first and 10 from the 24 yard line again benson will be in the eye they hand it off to him he'll cut back against the grain and trying to wrap up there is hunter jones and that's a little bit of a physical mismatch as jones 160 pounds in. And- Five nine Turgeon is uh, trying Jackson. to take on a he pretty good-sized running back there two. that got him outweighed by about 20 pounds. Yeah, you know when. Uh really not running
3: straight up and down. He's still lowering the shoulders trying to deliver the hits. There was Benson there. So nice job there kind of running that power play again, this time playing his foot, cutting back, and dragging people, making sure they have to really tackle and running physical so far.
1: Well, Benson, 6'4", 195 pounds, brought down by 5'10", 160. They'll hand it off to the fullback. He's got a little seam there, Bonzoff. Bonsoff is going to have enough for the first down, and will be down inside the 5-yard line. And so that will move. The chains will be first and goal here for the Trojans as oh, they march right Connor down the field.
3: Yeah, you know, did a nice Trevor job on that analog. trap play again, kind of that first thing we opened up Ball's the game with. The so nice job there, catching Amherst, really first starting to flow, Trojans. and then coming back to the other side of the field
1: again. So again, first and goal here for the Trojans on their first drive of the game. They'll spot the ball right at the five-yard line, I-formation. I-formation. And off again here for Benson. Benson trying to get to the outside. Lunges toward that goal line. He's going to be undercut just short of the uh, goal line there as he's going to be uh, brought down by Adelon. Yeah, nice job by Adelon. They're They're really just understood.
3: Simple leverage. If you go low, he can't have a choice and hit him right at the knees and cut him down there. So nice job filling the hole there. But again, a nice surge by the Trojan line, picking up four yards before he's even touched.
1: So good play there. Got four of the five yards they needed on first and goal, so it'll be third, excuse me, second and only one yard to go before they hit pay dirt. And again, Whitty's under center, going to hand it off here to Benson. Benson has a little seam and he gets in to the end zone untouched, Ladies one yard for the touchdown.
3: Yeah, you know, that's exactly what Coach Porter had to have drawn up there. They were able to run the ball successfully, and Taking whenever Benson he's on been coaching, that's been his recipe run. for success is let's run the ball, and that's exactly the opposite of what Coach Evans wanted. So we'll see what the adjustments can be made here between the next series there, but a great job by the Trojan offensive line, really just leading and exerting their dominance.
1: They're going to go for two, as they do, unbalanced line to the right, handoff again to Benson. Benson with a little stiff arm, and he'll get the nose of the football across the goal line before he's hit out of bounds and at the defensive. pylon so One the run for two is good and Cambridge has an 8 to nothing lead score. here as they take Your the opening drive right two. down the field. Yeah, they zero. lead it 8 to nothing here at home against the Amherst Broncos. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, have the kickoff right after this timeout.
6: For all your custom slaughtering and meat processing, call Belshner Custom Meats in Amherst. Belshner Custom Meats has everything you need to fill your freezer with locally raised beef and pork. From steaks, roast, and hamburger, why go anywhere else when you have the best meat right here in Amherst? Belschner is a very proud supporter of all of our youth and their accomplishments. Good luck to all the area athletes in and out of the game. Well, Tate
1: and Benson with a five points bank touchdown on the opening drive here for the Cambridge Trojans. He also tacks that on the two point conversion, so it's eight play, to nothing. Minutes, three, it took eight minutes. I mean, excuse it me, drive, took eight three, plays, three, fifty, about seven, two and a half minutes, and again the Trojans look. Very, very good on that opening drive, which is not great news for the Broncos. No,
3: you know, they were able to establish that running game that they talked about in that pregame segment there by Coach Porter. Really just wanting to run the ball and a lot of it between the tackles. So that's got to bode well for the Trojans.
1: Skyler Ryan with a line drive kick. It's going to be picked up by Adelong at about the five yard line. He puts it on his hip. Now it bounces to the outside, cuts back in here a little bit. And I apologize, it's Florel one zero instead of one two making the carry and he brings it across the twenty yard line. About one player away like from really busting something nights there. That, right, that was wasn't really set up, but a great job of improvising down. there by Florel. Yeah,
3: yeah you right, know, he kind, kind of just planted that foot and kind of broke one outside. And if he breaks that little tackle, he might be off running for a little ways. But a nice job there by Florel of not trying to do anything fancy because he ran mainly north and south, made one move, and then just planted his foot and got north and south again. So good job by Florel there.
1: We, as coaches mentioned, that this is not a district game. Both teams obviously have wrapped up their district play, and uh, this district does not. throw the football around very much it's going to be Long from his quarterback position. They fake the jet sweep. He's going to keep it himself. He's going to scramble uh, and uh, get one, maybe two yards well, by so, the time they unstack that. So good job there of staying home game. by the Cambridge we'll defensive end to dead drive dead that one nice. back to the inside. Yeah, you know, and they were able to force him to make a move in the backfield, which is
3: always a good thing as a defense, is if you can make the guy be guessing where he needs to go in the backfield. So he's basically trying to get back to the line of scrimmage then at that point. And that generally bodes
1: well on running plays. So a very... Very short gain here, and so out of that uh, pistol formation, will be Adelung. Adelung slaps the hands together, calls for the ball, throws a little strike to the right side. It's going to be caught, makes one man miss, and this going to be enough for a first down here for the Broncos as they just, uh, just a little hook and just a little hook route over there, and the ball is uh, completed to uh, Hunter Jones. Yeah, you know,
3: just a nice, simple little play, out route. But it kind of symbolizes exactly the difference in the game that the coaches were talking about as can Cambridge hold up in in space? Can Amherst stop the run? Well, both these teams early on are going straight to their strengths there, and that's exactly what it was. Just a nice timing route. Jones, a good little route, and Adalong put it exactly on the money there so he could catch and run with it.
1: That'll be a gain of 16. He'll throw a quick little out route here, and it's going to fall incomplete, and that will set up now second Summer and 10 uh, field the in great the p- condition yeah. sun's down now second 59 in, yeah. degrees the flag is limp we got beautiful conditions to play the last regular season game of the year for both of these two teams and our field condition report brought to you by impact ag partners craig weegis and todd travis your local pioneer seed dealer where can growers turn for the latest weather market updates and agronomy information and get the most out of every acre that's easy piner.com and mobile on their smartphone the great seats of success or better yield start with Pioneer and Impact Ag Partners. And the Broncos try to run on uh, second down here, and they have nowhere to go. as Ball That was a design carry Adalong, for the quarterback, Adelong. And Adalong gets back to the line of scrimmage. In fact, they're going to say he, he lost about four 11. inches. Yeah, you know,
3: kind of one of those where they tried to use some motion to get Adelong being able to go kind of a counterplay. Cambridge defensive line, just really nice penetration. And then the group of them was able to tackle him for a short Virtually no gain there, but a nice job by the Trojan defensive line after they had him in second long. So nice job defensively.
1: So third and about 11 here. Adelung gets the snap, fakes the handoff, going to roll to his left. Pressure coming, throws it in traffic, but a great delivery. And it's going to be complete there to Hunter Jones. And Jones will have a first down just short of the 25-yard line. Yeah, uh,
3: great route there, and a great job by Adelong in putting the ball where his guy could go fight for it, and it wasn't going to be intercepted or anything. Nice job, and really nice job by Adelong because he was able to avoid and throw over the top of the taller defensive end, hoteling there. Great, well-designed play by Coach Evans there.
1: And again, it was there was coverage there, but a nice yep. job delivering a very good ball in a safe area by Adelong. And right now the Broncos are going to really spread out the field here as they, line, they spread out their uh, offensive linemen, and they'll come with the uh, jet sweep, and Cambridge was ready for it. Holding Eck out is not going to make a back line scrimmage. In fact, he's going to lose about four yards. Yeah,
3: great but, job uh, by Benson there, just shooting a shooting gap through Benson. there. And really, a nice job. Hits him low, brings that shoulder Three. there, and forces the on loss there. Pause. But a great job there by Benson, okay. of shooting the gap. And just really, that's a play that I think is a scouting report play. You see that motion. You know that's what you're doing. You just went with your read, and you trusted your instinct. Nice job by Cambridge there being ready for that jet sweep.
1: So a loss of five on the play, and and you're right. That's uh, that's one that you saw the game film, and Cambridge was ready for. Again, I talked to Coach Evans before the game, just kind of solidify things here. He thinks there is a chance they can make it with a loss, but they don't want to take the chance. They tried a little slant here to out on second down, and it's going to be incomplete. Good coverage there by Tyler Whitty. uh, Eckhart had it in his hands for just a moment, but a nice job of punching it
3: out by Whitty. Yeah, you know, he was there right after the ball, and he did a great job of raking his arm across the elbows and then extending out to the ball. So even if you try to catch it, he's forcing it away, and just one of those, that's a coverage play there. So nice job. Witty there forcing this third down long.
1: And we'll see what the Broncos can do here. They kind of need to hold sir, because Cambridge look like they're going to score a lot of points tonight on their opening drive. Adalong out of that pistol is going to throw it in the seam and it's going to be a complete Good coverage all across the board there for the Trojans. He was trying to connect out there with Hunter Jones, who's been his favorite target. Uh, But uh, that was a very small shoebox trying to get the ball in there, and it was overthrown just a little bit.
3: Yeah, I think it was one of those that Adalong might have thought he was running more of a deeper post-type route instead of a drag-type route in between. But, again, there wasn't much of a window. The coverage was right there. So kind of one of those you throw it safe where your guy makes the play, otherwise it's incomplete and you're not out anything. So nice job there by Cambridge making sure that window's very small
1: loss of five on first down two incomplete passes now sets up fourth and 15 and Adalone will pump fake deep now he lobs it out that way and it's going to be incomplete and again he was trying to connect with Hunter Jones but it falls incomplete and they will get turnover on downs here Trevor for the Broncos and now a, a team that runs the down, ball very down, well Cambridge busted, facing a defense that colleges. that uh, coach Evans says we've had trouble stopping the run So right now the Broncos need to kind of stiffen their back, even though it's very early in the game.
3: Yeah, you're really going to look at people like Colin Jackson and uh, Pearson having to step up and make some of these tackles because the way Cambridge was able to run the ball last time, it could be a very long night if they're not able to make some adjustments and step up and stop that.
1: And again, they're going to go with two tight ends, I formation, you know, power football formation here. And they will hand the ball off to the tailback and Benson will put his head down and, it, it's, it's road grader football is what it is yep. and uh ends up being a gain of about seven yeah you know there's just nothing fancy it's just right off tackle letting
3: guys down block and the fullback kicks out and benson's able to pick his lane there and just really coming downhill north and south at you so nice job by the cambridge offensive line again and the
1: fullback there and they'll go with that I formation unbalanced line to the right they'll run to the right and benson at six five puts his head down and He's going to bring it across the midfield, and that will be first and ten here in Chief Bronco Benson territory for Trevor the
9: Trojans.
1: Great job there on that job by the
3: offensive and line and the tight end, Caden Hotelling. Really just able to create the seam there, so Benson's not being touched until he's four or five yards down. And then you say, oh, yeah, he's 6'5", 200 pounds, and he'll deliver
1: a walt for you. That's exactly what Amherst is going up against right now. Again, a balanced line to the right. Another handoff to Benson. Benson going right over. Well, I guess you could call him a a tackle because it's a second guard over there. And Benson that time has the shortest game of the the game Game as he's uh, carried it for only two yards.
3: Yeah, you know, in that time well, Amherst came with the blitz and, and was able to kind of run into there and make him pick some people up earlier, and then all of a sudden the linebackers were able to make the play. Pearson and some of those guys flowing a little free, so maybe that's been the se- secret that Amherst needs to go to is start blitzing a little bit more, but that leaves you vulnerable to some other things.
1: I right, unbalanced the line to the right. This time they pull a guard, a little trap going to that left side. Benson puts his head down. He's going to be short of the first down here on second down, but he's going to gain a good solid five yards.
3: Yeah, instead of running that fullback trap, this time they ran kind of that tailback oh, counter back trap, where you're pulling for them the guard, Harrison. and then they pulled hoteling the tight end to cross, which is a nice King luxury to have five. a tight end King that King can pull from two. around the backside there, and you know he gonna, he's going to get there. So nice job by Cambridge. Again,
1: just a different way to give him the ball in different situations. Already up eight to nothing. This probably will be the ninth carry for Benson, and it is going off that right side, and this time he'll. Drag Colin Jackson for a little bit of a gain, but I think they're going to be short of the first down marker here. They gained about a yard and a half.
3: Yeah, Jackson did a nice job distance. of just shooting
1: the gap and then
3: was able to bring him through. down from Go the guard. back side to fourth, the big fourth down. This is one of those key plays if you're Amherst. You've got to find a way to make a stop here because you can't go down the way Cambers has been running the ball by a couple of scores it doesn't look like.
1: Well, you're going to have to probably have some sort of blitz or something going on here because they're going to go I-formation, two tight ends. This time the line is balanced, and it looks like uh, the Broncos might be blitzing. Whitty calls it out just to hand off the bonds off right up the middle. Didn't get much but didn't need much.
3: Yeah, it'll really depend on the spot and – Referees right on the line, so it's kind of going to depend on what they want to do here. But if he got it, it's not by much. If he's short, it's not by much.
1: So
4: we well, kind of see here. Bunch
1: off, down by They're eyeballing Rockos, it, and the white hat points for a toward the down. end zone, so it'll be enough for the first down. He points south. Yep. It's a good place to pheasant hunt about yeah. three miles right that way. Yeah. Been have there, you, done that. Have you? Yeah. So it'll be first and 10. As they'll move the chains, will the Cambridge Trojans? And uh, don't forget, the Chain Gang will move the chains for you, just like the folks at Carney Towing and Repair will do for you if you're stranded on the side of the road. No matter where you are, they'll get you home. Carney Towing and Repair. Again, the Trojans trying to head south here. They've got it first and ten, just outside the 20-yard line. Rolling out is witty. First pass of the game is going to be caught at about the 10-yard line. Hotelling will fight off one would-be tackler.
10: And takes it takes it
1: inside
3: the five-yard line. Yeah, you really had to kind of More guess at when Cambridge was going to run that play-action pass there. And Adalong had pretty good coverage. It's just the Where fact the that 6'5", 225 target. is a little bit bigger than 5'10", 140 pounds, but Adalong is really in good position. And then Hotelling, once he's able to catch, is able to drag some guys for a couple extra yards. But again, Amherst was well defending in that play. It's just sometimes you're not quite as big as the guy across from you.
1: And they have found ways to get Hotelling the ball. He's run the ball yep. a, a few times this year. He's got uh, 29 rushes on the season. And they'll run a little counter here for Benson. Benson, a little crossbuck action, if you will. They'll bring it inside that 10 yard line. Ball
5: carry back to Benson. Well, I'm sorry. I was
1: already two down two to about the five. Series. And not much gain at all there. Just a real real short gain, it'll be second and goal. Yeah, you know, and when Amherst has been
3: successful on defense, forcing these minimal or no gains, they've brought a little more pressure. And I think at times it's been able to confuse things because with Cambridge going with that unbalanced line, sometimes when guys are blitzing, you're not expect- exactly sure if who's picking them up, what gap you're supposed to be covering. And it looks like it's creating a little confusion
1: there. They only move the football about the length of a the football. They'll split the backfield as They've got two running backs behind Whitty, And they'll hand it off to the uh, first one through. Nope, the quarterback's going to follow him through the hole. And they're in much of a hole as they're driven back there by Sam Florell. Also in on the tackle is going to be Witt Chase Pearson. By so Broncos Whitty doesn't really gain anything. Out. It's going to be third and goal from the five. Yeah, you know, kind of just
3: ran that veer type look, but 30. it's really just a quarterback iso there. And Amherst right there meets him right at the line of scrimmage there. And then right at the end after the refs had blown away, actually took the ball away from Whitty, and he had to saw a couple Broncos looking like, what do we got to do? So we'll see here
1: because this time they're in the same formation. Yeah, they'll go with that veer look yet again. And, witty. well, there's a flag down just as they snap it, and that's going to be a legal procedure here on the Trojans. So Cambridge head in the wrong direction here. They lead it 8 to nothing. their second possession oh, of the game, and they've started. been playing keep-away with the football. The time of possession, again, don't have that stat in front of me here by any stretch, but time of possession definitely in favor of uh, the Trojans. They uh, had eight plays their first drive, and uh, this one is probably this about the ninth snap here. Yep. You know, and that's exactly what you want to do if you're
3: Cambridge. You don't want to have to get into an up-and-down track meet. Coach Porter wants to be able to run the ball. He wants to be able to lean on him. He thinks that's the strength of his team and the weakness of Amherst. So, so far, Cambridge is able to go through that, some of that stuff.
1: Well, I think uh, Amherst likes to call this the Oregon look because they have uh, two flankers on either end and two wide receivers on either end. Only back in the backfield's is witty's going to scramble with the football. He may have an angle, and he has a touchdown.
3: yeah. You- you know that's kind of one of those plays that if you're Amherst, you spread out to cover the receivers, and, and unfortunately, opens touchdown. up some running lanes for Whitty there, and
1: he's able to just beat some guys to the corner. There's nothing fancy about it. Tyler, but uh, Whitty, another five points one. bank touchdown brought to you by all of our touchdowns brought to you by Five Points Bank and Carney the Better Bank. And again, the Trojans will uh, go for two. Looking at their stats, they have not kicked an extra point all season long. Uh, Amherst uh, has a pretty good kicker at Adelon. Pretty Got good it. athlete now. Yeah, he does. Not too often do you put a five ten hundred and forty pound guy and a two hundred
3: and twenty five pound guy with no help, and that's exactly what's going on again.
1: They spread it out again, same formation as before. They throw it to the inside, and this one's gonna be deflected away. Nice job from the linebacker the position there. Touchdown by, I think that was failed. Jackson. Yep, he he was able to swat it away, so the the uh, try for two is is no good. So it's 14 to nothing. Cambridge scores on their first two possessions, and with 56 seconds to go here in the first quarter, they've got the lead. They'll kick off to the Broncos. We come back after this
6: save money and breathe easier call axman heating and air your lennox dealer now's the time to make sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently call and axman can do it all from furnaces to humidifiers geothermal heat and infrared heat for farm buildings they specialize in all makes and models sale and service axman heating and air your lennox dealer serving pleasanton and the surrounding area craig and karen axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck
1: And welcome back here to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. Cambridge doing exactly what they want to do, run the football primarily in their first two drives. And they lead it now 14 to nothing. Skylar Ryan will kick it off, and that is going to scoot out of bounds. That'll a uh, penalty here on the Trojans so it's uh, going to be fairly good field position here for the Broncos but need to find a way to get their offense going on their second possession yeah you know they had
3: a little success by from Adalong finding Hunter Jones there so we'll see if we can go back to that they got to find a way to get some other guys involved in it because you can't just rely on one option and so someone else is going to have to help Adalong by getting open and so maybe you're going to look for like Jackson and some of those guys to get out and being able to find some freedom there but Again, big possession here for Amherst because the way Cambridge has been running the ball, you can't keep playing catch-up. You can't play from
1: behind against teams like this. So now they'll kick it off from the 25-yard line, and we'll see what uh, kind of field position the Broncos can get as their kick returners are back to the 10, and it will take a friendly bounce. And uh, coming up with it is going to be Hunter Jones. Jones finds a little seam, squirts through it, and he's going to bring it out to near midfield. He's going to be short midfield, but it will be past the 35-yard line where he'll be first and 10. Good field position here for the Broncos. Yeah, nice job by the guys
3: blocking for that return. There was nothing fancy there. They just kind of fanned, put a hat on a hat and Ballers kind of create a little seam. Hunter and all of a Jones. sudden, before you know it, he's up close to midfield without anything fancy
1: happening hand. there. So a nice job by the return team there for the Broncos. Uh, Pleasanton has a 14-0 lead at Angley Lipsfield. That game is on KKPR. We'll remind you that all of our games do strive live on our Platte River Radio group of stations and at com. And it's brought to you by Barney Insurance in Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Pass here for Adelong. He's trying to lob it out for Eckhout, and it's going to fall in hey. Yeah, you know, Backed just out kind out of, not. Lynch. I won't say underthrown, but kind of
3: just one 10. of those situations where the sideline's there, and then Whitty's able to come up and make a play on it. So kind of trying to get Eckhout involved, just what we talked about. And kind of one of those corner routes, one-on-one coverage, but a nice job by Whitty there being able to bat the ball away.
1: And it, I think a real nice job game in and game out here for the Trojans who don't see a lot of passing. Yep. Uh, with the teams that they play. But they've done a nice job with coverage here uh, against the receivers of the Broncos. Adelon looking to throw again. He has a man, and it's going to be a perfect throw at the 20, at the 5, the 10, touchdown. I think
3: that's Riley Thompson that just ran the seam route, and Cambridge, as you said, doesn't see a lot of passing teams, and that's exactly what they were able to do, spread them out, hit a guy right up the seam, and then it was just a foot race, and I think it was Thompson there, if I can – right 25, I believe, was was able to outrun everybody there, but a perfect ball by Adelong, and that's the response you needed, and a great job by the Bronco offensive line. Adelong was not being pressured at all.
1: And he threw a perfect strike, and I'm telling you, Thompson did not slow down one iota. The snap is going to be fumbled as uh, it was just a little bit hard and a little bit high, so the try for the extra point is no good as Adelong does not have a chance to to kick it at all. So now, with 35 seconds to go here in quarter number one, it's 14 to six. Broncos do strike, do uh, hit the big play, yep. and they get on the board. They'll kick it off to the Trojans. We come back to Cambridge right after this.
6: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with two locations in Carney: the Ortho Clinic at the Carney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center: excellence in rehabilitation. A very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Carney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center.
1: Well, you did hear it right. I, I did say at the five, the to ten touchdown. I did not realize there was going to be math. Had I known that, I may not have signed up for this gig. But a well thrown ball by uh, Adelung to connect uh, with Thompson, hit him right in stride for a beautiful 45-yard touchdown. And the kickoff here by Adelung, and it's rolling down to about the five-yard line. A little trouble there for Carbaugh to come up with it, and uh, actually it's Spencer Rice trying to return that, and Rice, the sophomore, is going to be short of the 15-yard line. A great Rice. coverage there. Kind of had a hard time City, fielding that
3: bouncing Gevers ball that bounces just a couple times before. Before, him. before you, by by you know it, the Broncos are down there. And you can see a little bounce in their step, and that's what the long play does there. And great That'll job by that offensive 10 line 10. last time of giving them some life, because that's exactly what that sideline needed. We'll see if their
1: defense can respond with a big stop here this time. So again, Adelong hitting Thompson for a five-points bank touchdown, and now the handoff right up the middle. There's a flag down. As again, just smash mouth football here for Cambridge. And the uh, Broncos are starting to get the feel of of what they're doing and how they're doing it. So they're coming in with pretty good pressure. And I think they uh, created a holding situation there. And that's exactly what the white hat tells us. So that's going to back up Cambridge here on first down. Yeah, you know, and I think it was the nose guard there, number 55, that was able to
3: shoot Jared Ivey. Before you know it, he's crossing the center's face and not quite wanting him to make the The play in the backfield, so I think he grabs a little too much jersey. Nice job by Ivey of really just using a great rip move there to get across and kind of create that and create a big first down along again.
1: Let's get you update on a few other scorers as well. In the first quarter, uh, Osmond with a 14-0 lead at St. Mary's in Class D2. And Bruning davenport Chickley leads at Lawrence Nelson 8 nothing in the first quarter. They're looking to throw here. witty. a little backside pressure. We'll throw it off on this left side, and it's going to be incomplete. He was trying to connect with Spencer Rice. Coverage stride for stride there by Sam Farrell, and that is going to fall incomplete. Yeah, you know, kind
3: of went with uh, split backs in the backfield and went with a true crossbook look, fake to the fullback, fake to the tailback, and then just set up and let his tight ends run crossing routes there a little deeper, you know interchanged with the post plays and just overshot him, but nice coverage there by the Broncos.
1: And that is the final play of quarter number one. The Broncos, after falling down 14 nothing, have cut the lead almost in half. We'll head to the second quarter. Cambridge is uh, going to be facing a second and very long to start the second quarter, but the Trojans do have a 14-6 to lead here at home. We'll be back to Cambridge right
11: after this. Carney for a free estimate.
1: And welcome back here to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Woody's going to be under center as they'll go with uh, that I formation behind him. And spinning around there is Tate and Benson. Benson's going to get back the line of scrimmage, maybe gain a couple of yards. That's going to be it, and it's going to be third and long here for Cambridge, and this is not a recipe for success for the Trojans. No, and I think it
3: was uh, Kellen Klingerhoffer did just such a nice job there of creating pressure where he's making the move in the backfield again, and then the linebackers are free because he's really worried about him, and instead of being able to pick up four or five yards, he's diving forward to just pick up a couple there, so nice job by Klingelhoffer.
1: They're going to go to with the tight end formation here here, and they're going to run just a simple counter right up the middle and uh, getting across the uh, 10-yard line to about the 15. That will be a gain of five here for Tate and Benson and uh, a good, Bonkers nice job Pete on the Benson tackle there by the Broncos. By yeah, you know, just nice job. I think it was uh, I think Adalong
3: and then Pearson might have been in there right at the end there as well, but Adalong really did exactly what you need to. Go low, don't try to hit a big guy up top, and fourth us fourth down, which is exactly, exactly
1: what they need to do here. So Ryan will be in punt formation, a little bit of pressure, but he puts his foot into it. It's going to hit across midfield and the uh, kick returner for the Broncos will get out of the way and he'll be down at about the 25 yard line. Good decision there by Hunter Jones. Cause uh, that was, yeah, I want my shortstop to get down low and try to field that ball, but I don't want my kick returner one bouncing on the ground like that. So did a nice job of getting away from that. It'll be first and 10 from the 25 here for the Broncos. And the first time, that uh, Cambridge hasn't put the ball in the end zone, so now an opportunity for the Broncos to get that touchdown back. Yeah, you know, when we talked about that big momentum swing with hitting a long pass play, not just having to
3: chunk it down, and that's exactly what happened because the way Cambridge is playing is they don't have a safety in the middle of the field, which means it's virtually no help over top.
1: Adelong, nice strike here to Hunter Jones. Jones is going to get about five yards. They drive him back. I think he's got at least a five-yard gain, but... I don't think they're going to give him full credit for that. Like I think they're going to let him drive him back a couple of yards before they consider forward progress.
3: Yeah, and I don't know if they didn't think he had complete control. I thought he did up here, but referees down there are the little closer view, so trust him. But, again, a gain of a couple, but – Again, just kind of that quick out, speed out from that slot position with no help. And that's where they kind of can create some havoc there because then you can worry about double moves and things like that coming
1: up. So, pistol formation for Adelong, and they're going to throw a flag, and that most assuredly is going to be a legal procedure on the guys with the white hat. So, that'll yes. go against uh, the Amherst Broncos. That was
4: legal motion against the Broncos.
1: Of course, Cambridge Trojans in the orange helmets, the orange pants, orange numbers, and uh, black jerseys oh, can, for the most part. Get Amherst in their road white uniform is the red numbers, and a little red trim in there, white helmets, red pants. A couple of sharp looking football uniforms. It's gonna be second and thirteen now for the Broncos after the five yard penalty. Quick throw here by Analong and it's gonna be swatted down. And I think that's Hotelling. Yeah, Caden Hotelling kinda of
3: did the old advantage if I can't get or can't get to the quarterback, just get my hands up and then that's well, the old factor. I'm 6'5", 225 hoteling. pounds. You're not getting so my hands down. and just creates
1: that tough angle, and the, he just bats it down. Well, I'm not saying he's J.J. J. Watt, but I'm saying yeah. that's what J.J. J. Watt has yeah. been defensive player of the year doing, yep. swatting the ball away. And it's going to be third and about 13 here. And, again, they've had some success, and Adlong throws the ball very well on that rollout. They yep. may, might be forced to roll out here a little bit. And he'll drop straight back. Yes, time to throw, steps up. He's got a man, and it oh. it's just a little bit overthrown as they were trying to connect. I think that was Peterson, and the fall is incomplete. Uh, I think it was Colin Jackson, Jackson kind of just running
3: that go forward, route, and it was forward, right there, not much of a window, but it did have a step that if he could have had just an, another tenth of a second, you know, you might be going down the sideline again. But a pretty good ball by Adelong again where his guy catches it or it's incomplete. And Cambridge, you kind of got to be a little concerned with the fact that you're not able to cover some of those guys as they run in some of their deeper routes. They
1: crossed a little bit. That's why I thought it was the other receiver. In any event, it's going to be a punting situation here for the Broncos. And Grant Bergstrom is in punt formation. And Amherst uh, didn't have the right personnel out there, so they have to call a timeout. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. 9.53 to go here, second quarter. Punting situation for the Amherst Broncos, who trail at 14-6 to 6 here in Cambridge when we come back after this. Derek John back deep here for Cambridge. A high punt here by Bergstrom. It's going to hit the turf and it's going to take a little bit of a Cambridge drop and they are going to throw a flag on the play. The official on the back side throws a flag. Looks like maybe an indication of a block in the back with the way
3: through the angle and stuff but no signal yet. It is
1: a block in the back. That'll
4: so be that's a block. Up- Back, going to cost Cambridge. The, Trojans, the ball was down at least the ten Trojans yards here. Yard line. Yeah, and that's really frustrating. It's actually
1: it's a spot foul, so it's yep. going to actually be more than ten. Well, that's really frustrating you for
3: Cambridge because there was no return going on, and it was after everything was being died down. So there's, it's an unnecessary penalty that doesn't have a penalty, chance to help be you because no one's near the Trojans ball even for you guys.
1: So line. that's kind of frustrating if you're Coach Porter and
3: his coaching staff.
1: So instead of the ball being near midfield, it's about the 26-yard line. we will be first and 10 here for Cambridge. So I'm going to go on a limb here and say Tate and Benson is going to carry the ball out of the I-formation here, unbalanced line, and off to Benson. Benson on that right side puts his head down and... We'll see what forward progress they give him as he's down at about the 35-yard line. 30, an eight yard gain,
4: so
1: that's going to be a good eight, eight-and-a-half-yard gain. Yeah, you know, and nothing fancy about it. Just kind of running
3: that power play off the outside on that unbalanced line again, following Hotelling and his fullback there, uh, Connor bonds off, And just nothing fancy, just saying, we're going to hit you in the mouth
1: and come up and tackle us. Again, unbalanced line. Again, handoff to Benson. Benson cuts across the grain, and he's going to be tripped up. Nice tackle there in the open field by Trevor Adelong. If Adelong don't make that uh, tackle, we're lining up for an extra point. As it is, it is going to be a gain of 11 and first and 10 here for Cambridge.
3: Yeah, you know, again, he just planted it, kind of made it look like they were going to want to go outside, but he saw the crease plant his foot, got north and south, and it was probably about. Hopping over Trevor Adelong for being away to the races, but a great tackle by Adelong there in the middle of the field with no help at all there on the bigger
1: guy. Again, I formation, unbalanced line, favoring the left side here. Under center is going to be Whitty. witty, hands off to Benson. Benson follows Bonds off. He'll bring it across to about the 35-yard line. That's where he'll be stood up. it will be a gain of five.
3: Yeah, and you know, there's nothing fancy about it. It's just man-on-man, hat-on-hat. We're going to get a push on you guys, and we're going to be able able to create some running lanes, and you pick up four or five yards each time. As Coach Porter said, that's exactly what he wants to do. He wants to establish this running game, and they haven't had to try to throw the ball. So now you're choosing your spots of when you throw the ball, and that's a great feeling as a coach.
1: So far, Tate and Benson has 15 carries for 99 yards here in the game, second and five. This time they'll hand it off to Bonzoff. Bonzoff is going to gain about one, trying to cut across the gain, grain and surprise uh, the Broncos, but uh, the Broncos have nothing of it.
3: Yeah, Chase Pearson did oh, a nice job of recognizing of Bonzoff, that trap was God coming. And I think team, that's kind of Mozart, one of those things you try to spread no the ball out. If you hit it, he by. hits the seam and you're off to maybe a big gain. But Pearson did such a nice job of recognizing the play and tackling for virtually no gain. Great job by the Broncos forcing this third and five range here again, so a chance to get a stop again.
1: Yeah, it's, this one's pretty easy to figure out how many yards it is. The ball spotted right on the 30. First down stick is right on the 35. So we've got five yards to go here. Unbalanced line to the left, eye formation. Benson, they fake the handoff to him. Woody looking to throw, steps up, delivers a deep ball, and it is going to be incomplete, trying to connect with the uh, hoteling. That's pretty good coverage there right on the sideline as it's going to be knocked out of Woody bounds. To to man for man with hoteling. Incomplete. Was uh, 49 for Amherst, and 49's not on our roster.
3: Is it Riley Kissinger, or was Trevor Adelong coming over late and stuff like that? But I think it, well, it wasn't Adelong on, on the coverage there. Right? I think he came up. I think it was Kissinger there, maybe, that was running right for stride for stride. And then he did a nice job of using the sideline and forcing that incomplete because he really used that as an extra defender.
1: Well, on fourth and five, handoff here to Benson. Benson. Trying to get down that sideline, and, boy, I I don't know where they got it spotted. It's going to be past the – I wasn't sure where he stepped out of bounds. He stepped out of bounds at about the 23, so that's going to be more than enough for the first down. Yeah, Kind of one of those you can go deep
3: on third down and five instead of like some teams would have to try to pick up the first down there because you've had so much success running the ball. And he does such a nice job of knowing where the sticks are that he dives forward
1: and picked up an extra two or three yards there. So great job running there. So a gain of eight. Whitty, under center, hands off to Benson. Benson has a, a nice line surge there, brings it across the 20 to about the 17-yard line. So I'll that'll be a gain Jake of Benson about five. Brought down by Chase Pearson. Yeah, you know, and he's not being touched for three
3: or four of those five yards. And by the time you get, the even get a couple guys, a you're picking five. up four or five yards. So nice job by that Trojan offensive line. You know, big number 78, Tyler Borland. They're kind of flipping him left and right and following him and hoteling. And those are two pretty good guys to be able to follow.
1: That's a 280-pound kid, Borland. So that's a that's a pretty good lead blocker yeah. for Ian Bonzoff doing a nice job as well. He'll be a lead blocker here as, again, Benson will uh, get the ball handed to him. He'll slip through and bring it inside the 10-yard well, 10, line. Benson so that's going to be a uh, nice gain of about the six. To the yeah, you know, just nothing fancy again.
3: Following Borland, letting him down block, create a seam with Hotelling kicking out, and then Bonds off his ice on a linebacker there. And before you know it, again, he's not touched until he's four yards beyond the line of scrimmage, and you're able to just lower the head and pick up a nice first down there. So nice job by the
1: Trojans of saying, hey, we're having success with this. Make us adjust and stop it. I'm surprised the sticks are still standing up there because the last stick is right on the pylon. I don't yep. know if it's possible to get a, a first down here, but we'll call it first and goal from the 10, but the sticks are up. Eye formation, hand off to Benson. Benson on that right side, cuts back against the grain after getting through the uh, guard position there and cuts yep. back and he'll get it down to the five-yard line. Yeah, Pete again, Benson same type of play, just running that power play to the right
3: side. Goal. And Amherst, that time, it created a little more pressure, but before you're able to bring him down, he drags the guy for about five yards there. So nice job by Benson, just lowering his shoulder, nothing fancy for the Trojans. Clock's moving, you're ahead, so that's exactly what Coach Porter likes.
1: We're inside of six minutes to go here in the second quarter. It is 14-6 Cambridge, and the Trojans threatening to score here as they've got second and goal from the five. And off the bench, no, they fake it as uh, Whitty's going to run, and he'll try to get that pylon. He slides down, and they're going to call that a Ladies
3: touchdown.
7: Ladies and gentlemen, it's a Trojan touchdown.
1: He
3: slid before he got to that pylon. Yeah, and I, I don't know. There's been a couple times where that Tyler where the spot hasn't right. been what I thought it was, but referee's down there, and that's exactly what they wanted to do. Kind of surprised they went with a bootleg, and Amherst defended it pretty well, but just kind of was able to turn some jets on and was able to beat some guys down towards the
1: goal line. I think there was speed there for the Broncos. They just didn't have an angle. None yep. yep. you know, those uh, guys, because you know, they've been collapsing in on Benson, and rightly so. So when they go out to get witty, they didn't have a very good angle at him. So two-point conversion coming up here after the five-points bank touchdown. And Whitty, this time, will hand it off to the big man. Benson puts his head down trying to get to the goal line, and he does not. He gets back to where they snapped the ball, and that's it. So the uh, run for two is no good. So score remains 20 to 6. Cambridge Cambridge has the lead with exactly 5 minutes and 30 seconds to go here before halftime. We'll take a quick break with that kickoff for the Trojans when we come back right after this.
12: What sets Aurora Cooperative apart from the rest? This is Lynn Colbertson. At Aurora Co-op, we have the autonomy and flexibility to help each producer add more value to their bottom line. We're striving to be the best of the best by investing in our facilities, our people and in the marketplace by assessing new grain opportunities both locally and globally. Ask me or your local Aurora Co-op grain merchant about our wet corn program along with our lights are on till yours are off. Harvest hours policy. Your farm, your cooperative, your future. Aurora Cooperative, putting your equity to
1: work. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Tyler Whitty getting into the end zone and it's now 20 to 6 Cambridge with the lead and again the Broncos Need to get something going here, but they're not in terrible shape, especially if they can find a way to punch it in the end zone here. They obviously got plenty of time to do that. Well, as I say,
3: they get the ball to start the second half. So realistically, you punch one in the end zone before half, you get a stop, you get the ball back, you could tie the game or even take the lead if you go for two on one of those if you're the Broncos and get it. So this one's far from over and a line drive kick here.
1: Right down to the 10-yard line and trying to find some place to bounce out there is going to be Florel Florel follows his blockers and brings it out to the 30 yard line just never wasn't really a seam there He nope. did a nice job of going where the hole was which was straight up the middle wanted to get the to Bronco, a wall to the outside but the wall off. never developed no you know a nice job by Cambridge
3: he's Ronkey, just kind of beating yard, everybody down and Florel does a nice job of just kind head of head bouncing around he's moving north and south but he, you don't exactly know where he's going then he plants his foot and he's right up to the 30 yard line so nice job by Florel of just kind of creating his own little gap there of being able to slither through some people. So and, nice and as to you
1: check. mentioned it was a line drive kick. Yep. When that happens sometimes you can get to that wall before the defense gets there. Sometimes the wall doesn't have time to set up and that's what happened there for the Broncos. But still good field position. First and ten from the 30 and under center here is uh, going to be at No, check that. He's uh, going to be in that pistol formation and he'll lob it out to the left side and trying to get it to hold the neck out. Eck out trying to Run around Tyler Whitty. Whitty had inside position trying pass, to fight back to get to the ball. A lot of contact there, but Whitty kind of had good field position, turned his it, head enough that that is not pass interference and it, good coverage by Whitty. Yeah,
3: Whitty did a nice job of saying, you know what, the sideline's another defender. If I'm going to maintain him inside position, it's going to have to be a perfect ball to get through. Ball was inside, and he just stayed in between him and Eckhout with turning his head just enough that even if there is contact, you're not going to call it. So great job of using the sideline there, but Amherst trying to get Eckhout the ball, and I think that's something they have to keep doing.
1: Pistol for Adelung, fakes the handoff, rolls out to his left, and he'll step up and throw it, and it is going to be caught by Eckhout. Eckhout down the sideline, stiff arm, has it at the 10-5 touchdown, but there is a flag down Right where the ball was thrown, it was a catch for 10 yards, and everything after that was yards after the catch. But it's and gonna they're going to call a pass interference on the Broncos, on the uh, Trojans, so that is going to be a touchdown here that covers 50 yards for the Broncos. Yeah, you know, kind of just ran two
3: guys in the same area in Cambridge, kind of ran through one of the two guys, and before you know it, the ball is on that count and he's able to stiff-arm a guy, go down the sideline. But a nice job there of delivering a good ball. And as you talked about, he got outside the pocket. He let hoteling kind of go inside of him. And so he had a little bit more
1: of an angle and a big extra point here for the Broncos. Had a long end kick formation. Snap good the hold good and the kick is a bit of a line drive but it goes through the uprights and so seven points added here for the broncos a five points bank touchdown from from adalone to hold the neck out that covers 80 yards and it's 20 to 13 with 509 to go here in the 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 second quarter back to cambridge right after this
11: And welcome back here
1: to Cambridge and the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Adalong hitting Hold of the Neck out, and they've got 95 yards and uh, touchdowns here. Adalong hit Riley Thompson. Perfect throw from 45 yards out. This one had a lot of yak. Yards after contact, right? Yards after the catch. As Hold of the Neck out, made the catch, shucked one guy, stiff armed another down the uh, sideline, and he's able to run 40 yards after catching the ball, covered 50 yards in total. Adelong with the kickoff here. End-over-end kick that's going to be picked up at about the five-yard line. And trying to find a little seam, dancing around out there is going to be Preston Carbaugh. And Carbaugh comes right up the middle, decides that's the best course of action. That's where the pocket collapses, and he's going to bring it out to about the 25. Yeah, you know, a
3: nice coverage kick there, but again, just doesn't do anything fancy. Gets north and south and lets his blockers take care of some people. He's running 10, 15 yards before he's touched, and he has a nice return out to the 25-yard line. So a good job there by the Trojan return team of giving him a, not really a seam, but
1: enough time to make some decisions there. So Bonds off the fullback, Benson the eye back. They hand it off to Benson, and good job blitzing through there and making the tackle is going to be Pearson. Pearson gets a lot of help there oh, by Jerry, Sam by so for Florel, and Benson's actually going to lose a yard.
3: Yeah, and this is when the success of Amherst's for came Earl in. King. They've been able to get get blitz a little bit and hands. create some havoc there, but a nice job there by Pearson of Blitzen, and then
1: Florel cleaning him up of not giving him anywhere to go, and it sets up a second long here. So it'll be second and we'll call it 10. They uh, didn't, didn't lose a lot, but lost a little there. I formation, unbalanced line to the right. They run to the right. Benson. Tries to bounce it to that outside, and he's going to be stood up near the sticks. He's going to have a good solid gain of about nine in third and very manageable here for the Trojans. Yeah, I know. It's
3: kind of one of those plays where before you know it, you're you're eight, nine yards deep, and then you're being hit by two or three guys at the same time. But he runs with such low pad level for a guy that's 6'4 or 6'5
1: that it takes two or three guys to bring him down and a great play to get him back ahead of schedule again. There's no tackles in eight-man football, but when they go that unbalanced line, you almost want to call one of those guards a guard and the other (laughs) one a tackle. That one would have been off tackle with that unbalanced line. Another unbalanced line. Handoff to the fullback going right through the middle here is Bonzoff. Bonzoff is going to gain a good yard, yard and a half. Probably only need about three-quarter of a yard. That's more than enough to to move the sticks here, and Cambridge has a first down. Yeah, you know, and Emerson,
3: a nice job of taking the fullback away, but when you don't need much, it falls forward. You basically got a first down, and that's kind of what happened there. But, again, just kind of keeping them off balance, letting the clock run because took over with about five minutes left. You don't want to give Amherst time, as they proved on their last possession. They can score very, very quickly. So clock kind of being something Cambridge
1: is working on a little bit while they're trying to score. Well, both of the touchdown possessions for Amherst have been less than 30 seconds because they've had the big plays. Little crossbuck action here. Benson on first down will bring it across the uh, 40-yard line into... The territory of the Broncos, so that's going to be a gain of about four. Ball
4: carried by Benson, brought down by, right down by a whole corral Game full of, of Broncos. Five, yeah, you
1: know, and there's nothing fancy,
3: just before you know it, there's so much action going on in the backfield, but you you don't get much of a line search because you're trying to see where the ball goes and before you know it he slips through for three four yard gains every time and he just
1: does a nice job of falling forward a lot again on line eye formation rolling out it is going to be witty witty throws it on the left side it's going to be complete making a man miss with the little stiff arm there is bonds off bonds off is able to dance around before he's being tripped up at about the 15 yard line so that'll be a. A nice gain on the play as Tyler they go passes, from about the 38-yard line, but there was a flag on the play.
4: Yes, well, I didn't quite the see Amherst the play, 13, and
3: it looks like an eligible guy downfield kind of run that, that play action, first and first one of the linemen didn't quite Trojan. set up enough. But, again, that negates a huge play because that was one that
1: Amherst did not have defended as well as they have had some of those other plays. The well, they cheated. The you <laughs> know, they, had, they had the lineman downfield. They, they cheated. And the flag, by the way, was about five yards upfield. Yep, that, it was. That, that's you know, an indicator that, field. yeah, because I'll let them have a yard, maybe two, two. But if you see that flag five yards downfield, yeah, we caught you.
3: Yep, and there oh, was man. no protest from any of the Cambridge is. guys on the sideline, coaching staff, the players. Everybody kind of knew, yep, we got caught. So no protest there. Generally, is a pretty good indication that, yep, we know we're guilty.
1: So not only does it negate a nice gain that would have been about 30 yards or so, it now sets up second, and we'll call it oh. at eleven. This time they will uh, spread things out a little bit. They'll go out of the pistol formation. Wide out to the right, wide out to the left. Looking to throw here is Whitty. Whitty's got time to throw. Now he's going to scramble, and he's going to be tripped up. Yeah, he'll, nice. get, uh, he'll get positive yards here, so that's going to take a sack away from Kalen Klingelopper who made a nice defensive play. Yeah, nice coverage job there because
3: uh, the well, defensive ends just kind of squeeze the pocket so Whitty doesn't feel comfortable. But no one was open downfield, so nice job by the Amherst secondary. And then Klingelhofer able to shuck the blocker and trip him up by the toes, so gain of about one, one and a half there brings up a third and long, but a nice job by the Amherst defense here with a big a chance for a big stop here.
1: Broncos only rushed three on that, and two of the three were able to eventually get pressure on, and Klingelhofer able to make a nice open field tackle, and uh, that looked rather funky, so that's going to be a legal procedure here on Cambridge. They had uh, too many moving parts out there. This will be their second five-yard penalty on this series.
3: Yeah, you know, and again, on third down and long, that's not where Cambridge looks as comfortable as even Amherst does, not that any coach wants to be in third long. But you can just tell Cambridge doesn't quite look as comfortable having to throw the ball. They like to be able to choose their spots of when they throw the ball, and I think that's kind of what caused that is because they knew they had to attack downfield. And when it's not your bread and butter, you just don't really want to do it as often.
1: And, again, your starting quarterback has thrown the ball 62 times coming into the game and has thrown it a total of 65 times. Well, Amherst will have games where they, you know, will throw it 60 times. Yep. Well, they'll go with that pistol formation, put a man in motion. Rolling out is Witty. Pressure coming. Backside. And they'll throw it up there. It's going to be caught, and it's going to be close to a first down. They're going to be short of it here as they lobbed it out there. Pass and it's going to be coding, to hotelling. hotelling. Hotelling pulls down the rebound, and we'll Balls bring it across midfield. 36, and, it's and it's going to be a gain
3: two. of seven. And this might be one of those situations where Coach Porter lets the clock run down and then you decide if you want to go for it because it is about fourth and four, fourth and three. So you kind of get that decision-making time if you trust your defense enough to go for it and risk giving Amherst the ball. Well, they called time the
1: timeout. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. 56 seconds left in the first half and I don't think Cambridge is calling a timeout to uh, send out the punter. So they're nope. talking about what they want to do here. And again, they've been very effective running the football and they've got now fourth and three. So I'm, I'm predicting that's exactly what they're going to do and hand it off to Tate and Benson.
3: Yeah, I would, I would guess you're going to see that I formation unbalanced line where you'd run off that second guard beti- behind Tyler Borland, the big six five, two 280 pound junior and Caden Hotelling, the tight end there and just say, we don't think you've stopped us consistently enough to have that happen, so we're going to go back to our bread and butter, but again, you kind of regroup because now you talk about the clock is a factor with the way Cambridge wants to run the ball if they aren't picking up chunks of eight, ten yards at a time because you're under a minute, so you kind of got to have a couple players ready to go if you do pick up the first down
1: and again they've you know they've got two timeouts left now, and a clock stops in high school football for first downs to move the chains, so that's there's plenty of time yep. here. I mean, you, you can't be slow about it. But first things first, it's going to be uh, fourth and about three. I formation, unbalanced line, just as we thought. Hard count here for Whitty. He's going to hand it off to Benson. Benson puts his head down. And, boy, that's awfully close. I think they're going to give him the spot. But a nice tackle there by Hoffer. Also, uh, Chase Pearson got part of that tackle as well. And, again, Benson dragging him forward. That is awfully close. I think any way you look at it, it's close enough You bring the chains out. Now, they're going to say it's enough for the first down.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, and I think
1: kind of had a Trojan. little different scenarios because you had two
3: refs on the line of scrimmage lining up differently, and they went with the one closer to the Cambridge sideline, and that was enough for the first down by the length of the ball. But I don't think the Amherst coaches were all really happy. There wasn't even a measurement there. No,
1: no, I, there, I, there should at least be a measurement. And, again, I, there was a debate about where it should be spotted. Whitty's going to roll out. He's going to lob it to that left side. He's got Hotelling, and Hotelling's going to make the catch and be down at about the 10-yard line. That'll be a gain of 22. That's a nice throw by Witte to Hotelling. Yeah, Hotelling did such a nice
3: job of running, attacking where Adalong was at his safety position, and then planting his foot and keeping Adelong on his hip. so it's kind of like a post-up there. And Adelong tried his best to get around and deflect it, but Hotelling just a little too strong. And great ball by Whitty there to give it where Hotelling catches it or it's incomplete. So nice route there by Hotelling.
1: Whitty three out of five throwing the football. All three of those were pulled down by number 31, Caden Hotelling. And Hotelling will uh, be down, they're going to say, just outside the 10-yard line. So it'll be first and 10 at the 10-and-a-half. This looks a little awkward. Whitty's going to roll it out there, and there's – Contact with some feet and hoteling slaps his hands together as uh, the Bronco player comes up from the end zone with flags around him. They're going to call pass interference or a hold here. Yep. Again, I, I was watching the ball, did not see the contact, but I did see that both of them were on the turf. And a lot of that times that just means you got feet caught up, first. but again, I didn't see it.
3: Yeah, you know, kind of just ran those crossing routes from those tight end positions there and kind of just overzealous on the ball. Both of them are looking at the ball. Nothing malicious or anything like that. Just feet get tangled up, and before you know it, guy goes down, and the refs have no choice but to throw the flag. So, again, kind of one of those unfortunate circumstances for the Broncos, but refs have to call that one every time.
1: Don't mean to correct the PA guy here. He said automatic first down. It's not an automatic first down. It's just first down. High school does not have an automatic first down for pass interference. That'll be... First and uh, five from the six, and they hand off to Benson. Benson breaks through there, drags a couple of guys forward, and he's going to be down at about the one-yard line. Yard line. That's awfully close, the first down uh, marker here, but I think they're going to say he's Ball just short. So Cambridge good is going to call a timeout. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska-Land National for... Bank. As uh, they call the timeout now with 25 seconds to go before halftime, it'll be second and very, very short. Just outside the one yard line. Yeah, you know, and again, it was nothing fancy there. But you kind of look at this,
3: and maybe the swing play of this drive was that third and thirteen, third and fourteen, where Hotelling went up and pulled down that rebound to set up a fourth and four, where if he doesn't call it in, Cambridge is punting the ball and they're not knocking on the doorstep. So, kind of a big play a few plays ago, but. A Benson just does a nice job of lowering the shoulder and getting the pad level lower than most people do that are 6'4", 6'5".
1: Well, out in Albion, Boone Central, Newman Grove, tied with Grand Island Central Catholic, 7-7 in the second quarter. Gothenburg in Binden leads it 21 to nothing. That game is in the second. Here, second and short from the one-yard line, unbalanced line, eye formation, Benson gets the handoff, gets pelted, spins through there, though, and gets the touchdown. He was stopped when he was met by a couple of Broncos, spun those pads, found a little seam, and has a one-yard touchdown. You know, Pearson and Adelon were
3: the guys that shot the gap there and did a nice job of hitting him in the backfield. They just couldn't quite bring him down, and before you know it, he's able to spin off, and if he crossed the goal line by more than six inches, I'd be surprised. But a great job of Benson keeping his feet moving, keeping that alive so he can just have some space to run and getting that getting in the end zone.
1: They spread the field here. They have a split end and even wider split end to the left side and two wide outs to the right. Rolling is Whitty. Whitty's going to throw it in there underneath and it's going to be incomplete. They signaled the touchdown, but Adelong was able to knock it away from the receiver at the last moment. So So the official says, my bad, not a two-point conversion, but an incomplete pass. That's a great job defensively by Adelong stopping the two. And with 13 seconds to go before halftime, it is 26 to 13, a 13-point lead here for the Trojans. And they'll kick it off when we come back right after this
13: timeout.
1: and welcome back here to Cambridge Trojans with a 13-play drive that lasted almost five minutes, and they get the five-points bank touchdown here. A squib kick, and the Broncos are going to pick it up and then fall down with it at about the 25-yard line. One of the, the biggins up front, uh, I think that's Jared Ivey, saying, uh, this is not what I do. I block for people. I don't carry the football. Yeah, kind of one of
3: those. You, you could tell he kind of wanted to run, kind of thought, I better not risk turning it over, giving my skill guys a chance to make a play. Cause we've proven over the year that we're an explosive offense and we
1: still have timeout. So if we get a completion or two, we might have a chance to go make something happen before half. Let's uh, let's give props here. That was Dane Bogard. I looked out there and he's not five, eight, he's six, three. So it was Bogard that came up with that. And again, he just ran forward a little bit and goes, I, you know, this ain't my deal. So I'm going to fall down at 25. So Adelong is going to split out receivers two to the right, two to the left, well, little pump fake is going to throw the ball deep as he unloads it. He's hit, and the pass is complete at the 10-5. He's got a blocker out there at the five-yard line. He goes to the other angle and gets a touchdown. Wow. Final play of the first half. Not exactly a Hail Mary, but the prayer is answered anyway.
3: Yeah, you know, just a great job there. Adelong knew he was going to get hit, stepped up, delivered a great ball to number 12, I believe. Uh, Trevor no, yeah. Adelong threw it. I couldn't tell who caught it then, I guess. I thought 12 caught so it, but to Sam good Florel. 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 Him. Yep. And then just did a nice job and a great job there of making a block and making a guy, you know, miss there down at the goal line and outrunning people. But that's exactly what you needed here if you're Amherst to get back in the game.
1: And the extra point by Adelong is up, and the it is good. is good. So, so just like that, in quarter, uh, an incredible six. little pitch and catch. And again, Adelong showing a lot of courage, hit right in the chest as he released the ball. Florell caught it in stride, got a block, and I think it was holding the neck yep. out that made a couple of blocks. Actually took the last two <laughs> Trojans away from the play, and that is a nice 55-yard pitch and catch. And just like that, the explosive offense here for the Broncos, they've had three touchdown passes, 45, 50, and now 55 yards. They keep upping it by five yards. The next one's going to be 60, I guess.
3: Yeah, you know, and they just keep attacking downfield vertically, and Cambridge is having a little bit more trouble running with those guys the longer it goes. So that time the offensive line, man on man, was able to buy out along just enough time. And, again, he had the courage to kind of stand in there. And then, like you said, Eckhout, great job of hustling down. Sometimes you're going to see those other receivers that just kind of oh good he caught it. Let's go jog up there. We got timeouts whatever. He goes no if I bust my tail and get up there I can make a block
1: and all of a sudden that's enough to get the guy in the end zone. So a huge play for the Broncos. So 20 to 26 now with the extra point by Adelong and now Adelong will kick it off and this will be uh, just bounded on the ground. Cambridge is just going to swallow it up there, and no time comes off the clock. So the touchdown was the scored it. with 13 seconds left. So in eight seconds on the it. clock, we've had a kickoff that actually was returned yep. by, by uh, the uh, Broncos, mm-hmm. and we've had a 55-yard touchdown catch where it was caught on one side, and they actually scored the touchdown on the far pylon, and now another kickoff, and all of that has taken place in the span of eight seconds yeah you know, I'm, that's the facts yep so you tell me whether or not the clock operators uh running the clock right yeah you know and the volunteer we have to volunteer. be we have to be fair i formation they're just going to hand the ball off to benson benson comes right up the middle trying to run over one bronco and now a whole slew of them help out and they will uh stand him up he doesn't actually and go on the turf he gains about eight on the play and that is the final play first. 20. Of the first half here, and it's a 26-20 game. Amherst has been knocked down a couple times. They trailed by as many as 14 in the early stages of this game. They gave up Senior the first down, two drives of the game to time, Cambridge. They were down by 14, kind of looked like this may dark, not be going very well, but Amherst has shown a lot of moxie, and now they're only down by six. Yeah, you know, uh, they've done a
3: great job of responding each and every time here because they've had a few things go against them. You know, Cambridge has been able to run the ball, which we said was going to be a key before the game for both teams. Amherst stopping it, Cambridge being able to run the ball, and Amherst has responded every single time and they'll get the ball here to start the second half, I believe. So that's got to be encouraging because if you score again and kick the extra point, you're actually up a point and you haven't been able to execute exactly what you wanted to defensively. So Amherst has a lot of momentum going to half where almost this halftime has been, a, I won't say a bad time for them. But at the same time, momentum was their
1: friend going into halftime. Yeah, you almost yeah. If you're if you're Ron Evans, is like let's keep playing, and yeah. we're we're playing pretty well right now. And the Broncos, after winning uh, last week, trying to make it two in a row and get themselves in the playoffs for sure, they're and down by Darnie only six at intermission. They warning. trail it twenty six to twenty. So we're going to take a quick break. The when the we come back, we'll have Jane Jane the Ravenna Dawson. Sanitation the halftime report right after this. Bring gun. your
14: family to Buzz's Marine and Carney, where we create family memories that last a lifetime. Whether you are looking for a new or pre own sport boat pontoon deck boat or fishing boat we have over 200 boats to choose from check out our fully stocked pro shop for everything your family needs to have fun on the water from wakeboards to life jackets to the season's hottest tubes we have something for everyone with 59 years of trust discover why we are the home of family boating Buzz's marine south central avenue carney community is a
15: place that means coming together a place where smiles are warm where handshakes are firm The day's work is honest. Buffalo County Farm Bureau is hometown proud. We work for farm and ranch families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm or ranch, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Visit nefb.org to learn more.
0: Anderson Brothers can rewire your entire house or just add a handy outlet. We can fix an annoying drip or install a whole new kitchen and bath. We can change your furnace filter or convert your entire home to geothermal heat. After all, our name says it all. Anderson Brothers Electric, Plumbing, and Heating. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers, neighbors serving your neighborhood for over 65 years.
1: And welcome back here to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. We'll total up some numbers here for you in just a little bit. Let's give you our scoring summary here and give you some uh, scores from across the state as well. Cambridge scored on their first two possessions of the game, running right down the field. Tate and Benson finished the first drive on a one-yard run. The two-point conversion to Benson was good. That made it eight to nothing. And then uh, that was with nine and a half minutes to go in uh, the first quarter. With 56 seconds to go in the quarter, Tyler Whitty this time on a little... Quarterback, Boot, goes in from nine yards out. The try for two was no good. That made it 14 to nothing. Cambridge scores on their first two possessions. But only 21 seconds later, Trevor Adelong hit Riley Thompson on a 45-yard pitch and catch. The uh, try for the extra point, the kick, was uh, no good. It was an errant snap, and so it was 14 to six at that point. And then uh, with five and a half minutes to go in the second quarter, Cambridge gets on the board again. This time, witty, uh, another run from five yards out. That made it 20 to nothing because their try for two on the ground was no good. And then 21 seconds later, again, uh, Adalong was able to hit uh, Holden out on a beautiful pass, and out with a nice stiff arm to uh, uh, create some space. He goes in from 50 yards out. The extra point kick by Adelung was good. That made it 20 to 13 with 13 seconds to go before halftime. Tate Benson with a one yard run and uh, they try the uh, pass. It falls incomplete for the two point conversion. So it's 26 to 13 at that point. And then eight seconds later, Adalung hit Sam Florel. Florell, Florell uh, again, Adelon drilled as he releases the ball right into the hands of Florell. Florell got a couple of huge, blo- well, one huge block that took out two defenders from holding Eck out as he's able to go from the near sideline to the far pylon, get the touchdown as uh, that play only took eight seconds and uh, it was 26 to 20 with five seconds to go before halftime and that is our score here at intermission. Let's give you updated from across the state. We'll begin in Class A. Uh, right now, Lincoln High at Millard West, and the Lynx are trailing the Wildcats 42-14. That game's in the second quarter. In uh, Class C1, Grand Island Central Catholic is trailing at Boone Central Newman Grove, 21-7 to at intermission. In the second quarter, Gothenburg has a 21 nothing lead in Minden. Also at halftime, Lincoln Christian with a 45-21 lead over Wymore Southern at halftime. Douglas County West being shut out now by Boystown, seven to nothing in the second quarter. In class C two, Battle Creek and Stanton are tied seven to seven at intermission. In class D one, uh, CWC has uh, got a six point lead at Clearwater Orchard, six to nothing In the second quarter, that's uh, Chambers-Wheeler Central for those of you scoring at home. Uh, Amherst right now has made things interesting here with Cambridge. The Trojans with the 26-20 lead at intermission. Elsewhere, Nebraska Christian, 22-6. They've got the lead at East Butler. Last report was in the first quarter. Ravenna, 16-14 with the lead over Overton. That game is in the second quarter. At halftime, it is uh, Alma leading the southwest. Twenty-four to nothing. The Rough Riders having a rough go of it there. Uh, elsewhere, Ainsworth at home being shut out by West Holt. Twenty to nothing in the second quarter. Thirty-four to fourteen. Tri-County has a lead at Diller Odell. That game is in the second quarter. In class D two, Pleasanton is leading at Angely Litzville. Twenty-two to fourteen at halftime. That game is on KKPR. Don't forget at the conclusion of that game, we'll have obviously the postgame. Plus our uh, Thursday night scoreboard show can't say Friday night scoreboard show but the scoreboard show brought to you by Ruts Heating and Air coming up at the conclusion of Angeli Litchfield and Pleasanton. Elsewhere, Bruning Davenport Chickley has a lead at Lawrence Nelson, twenty-two to nothing in a battle of uh, ranked teams in the second quarter. Osmond right now trailing at O'Neil St. Mary's, sixteen to fourteen. That game is in the second. Also in the second, and Selma Myrna with a twelve nothing lead at home against Maxwell over in Arapahoe they've got a 28-20 lead over Ulysses Farnum in the second quarter. Creek Valley being shut out in Paxton, 14 to nothing, and Fall City Sacred Heart with a 28 to nothing lead at Sterling in the second quarter. So right now the Jets being shot down the by door Sacred door. Heart in six-man, I thought you'd like that. And six-man action, Wilcox Hildreth in the first quarter had the lead at Deschler, 6 to nothing at last report. And again, more scores and Updates and all sorts of things for you coming up on our Ruts Heating and Air scoreboard show with inclusion of the game on KKPR between Pleasanton and Ansley Litchfield. Again, Pleasanton with a 22-14 to lead at the halftime at Ansley Litchfield. And here, uh, Amherst keeps coming back with some big plays. Three long touchdown passes, and they've got uh, they've, they've got Cambridge right where they want them. They're down only by six, 26-20 here. At intermission. We'll uh, total up some numbers and give you our first half statistics when we come back to Cambridge with more. Of the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report right after this timeout.
15: Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game from swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine.
9: Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere. Mom and Brams will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Cuz they'll get us home from anywhere? But I don't have their number.
1: And welcome back here to Cambridge. More of the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We're at the break. We're the Trojans at home here with a uh, six-point lead over the Broncos, 26-20 to 20 at intermission. For the uh, Trojans, well, we've talked about it quite a bit. Tate and Benson now has carried the ball 26 times for 155 yards. Connor Bonzoff has five carries for 17 yards. Tyler Whitty has a couple of touchdown rushes. He's carried the ball now uh, four times. For uh, 14 yards the here, uh, excuse me, for 16 yards. So about 188 yards or so rushing here for Cambridge. In the air, Tyler Whitty, all of his passes that are complete were pulled down by Caden Hotelling. He's hit uh, three of five passes for 46 yards. So Hotelling's got 46 yards in uh, receiving. So 46 yards, 188, so about. Uh, just 234 yards of total offense to here well for Cambridge the in the first half, and again doing most of their damage in the air. Amherst getting it done. Excuse me, Cambridge doing their damage on the ground, obviously. Amherst has been doing it on in the air. In fact, Amherst has kind of given up on the running game. They've had only three rushes uh, on the game so far. Adelong, two carries for one yards. Hold the neck out, try to. Essentially a jet sweep on one, lost five yards on that play. So Amherst is actually a negative four yards rushing here in the first half. Trevor Adlon is six of 14 well, and for 187 he yards, yards, but he's had Cameron the long touchdown passes of 45, 50, and 55 yards. Hunter Jones has caught more balls. He's got 37 yards in the air, but Holmich out with a 50-yard catch. Raleigh Thompson with a 45-yard touchdown pass, and pass and uh, catch, rather, he and he Sam Floreau with a 55-yard touchdown catch. So, again, Amherst about 183 yards uh, of total offense. Cambridge has about 45, 46 more yards here in the first half. They've got that advantage. They also have the advantage on the scoreboard leading at 26 to 20. But the Broncos will have the ball first to start the second half. Yeah, you know, uh, Amherst kind of
3: attacking downfield vertically, which doesn't lead to as high a percentage sometimes, but it does lead to the big plays. Cambridge, on the other hand, it's been exactly who we talked about in the pregame. Benson running the ball, hoteling through the air, catching the ball.
6: Five Points Bank. We're proud our
4: bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Carney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our
3: looking at the two teams as they're warming up a little bit there's going to be some fight and i think we're excited for a big second half of the
1: yeah year. i think there's going to be a great second half of, as both of these two teams and again a couple of times i think amherst has been kind of knocked out they were down by 14 or 13 a couple of different times always found a way to get that big pass that big and welcome back here to Cambridge. We apologize. Our uh, internet just dis- decided it did not really want to function anymore, and I didn't. we've been saying nice things about it, so it yeah. won't be in a bad mood at us the rest of the night. Uh, so we we do apologize for that. But we're kind of alluding to the point that uh, several times, Amherst found themselves down by a couple of touchdowns, and they've always found a way to kind of come right back, and they've done it with some big plays. And, yeah, again, the time of possession, which – might be one of the more overrated statistics in football, but that time of possession dominated here by, by Cambridge. Uh, But again, If you hit the big play, you don't need the football for a long period of time to get three touchdowns on the board. Certainly, Amherst has proved that tonight. Yeah, you know, Amherst has kind of lived through that big
3: play through the area. Three touchdowns over 40 yards here. And they've all been attacking downfield other than the one where they kind of split the seam and the guy outran it. It hasn't been like they've made a two-yard play and then someone breaks it for 50. It's been 10 to 15-yard plus passes when they've had success. And that's part of why they haven't had to be able to run the ball. When they've scored, it's been one or two plays downfield, touchdown. Well, that generally leads to your big plays. That generally leads to low rushing output. And Amherst looks perfectly content with that. They know we're a throwing team. That's what they do. They're comfortable with that. Where some coaches are going to be saying, oh, we've got to get established in run game. I think Coach Evans says, they got to cover us. If they can't cover us, let's keep attacking. And that's kind of what's created some problems because Cambridge doesn't look real comfortable at times doing that.
1: Well, and again – Amherst has come back immediately after Cambridge has scored a touchdown. After falling down 14 to nothing, 21 seconds later, touchdown Amherst. Again, they fall down by 13 points after that next touchdown by the Trojans. Again, the Broncos score 21 seconds later, long touchdown pass. Then Cambridge scores with 13 seconds to go before halftime. We only need eight. To to cover the distance and have two kickoffs. But we talked about that earlier. Uh, And they were able to just go the the distance there as well. So they've always been able to kind of answer back here. And let's see what they can do as they will uh, have the ball first to start the second half here. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is a trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. Randy Bushcutter, Scott Carlin here from Cambridge. Glad you could join us for last regular season football game for eight-man. For most eight-man teams, there'll be a few playing tomorrow night as well. And we'll have 11-man action for you right here on uh, ESPN Radio as Broken Bow will take on Carney Catholic. Well, kicking off here is going to be Skylar Ryan, a 6'2 senior, only guy listed as a kicker on the uh, roster and it's going to be near that sideline does cambridge come up with it no it goes out of bounds cambridge tried to come up with a kind of a rolling onside kick on that far sideline and the, the best guy with a chance at it was cambridge the ball goes out of bounds i think if it's touched before it goes out of bounds not a penalty but there is a flag down so it must have gone out of bounds first
9: yeah
3: you know that had to be really close the ref was right on top of it and Cambridge kind of tried one of those where I don't know if it was a designed onside kick or what, but that ball couldn't have been out by more than three, four inches when it was out of bounds. bounds. So Amherst Amherst, instead of declining it like they have at other times, is going to say, let's take the ball. I think they picked
1: it up. I don't think that's a decline penalty. They're saying that the Cambridge kid actually touched it, it, but did not recover it, it, but it was touched in the field of play. So it's not a penalty. So we'll be first and 10 here for the, uh, Uh, Broncos at the uh, 28-yard line. I don't think you have the option of declining that in high school. Adelong looking to throw. He's got time. Now he's going to run, and the pocket collapses, and he's going to be enveloped by uh, Wyatt Finey among others, uh, down at about the
3: 24-yard line.
5: Yeah, Feeney did a nice
1: Trojans job and a great job by the four, coverage behind him
3: there four, for the Trojans because Adalong, that's kind of where they had been making some living on some longer pass plays. This time, Cambridge was able to stay with stay with the guys, and Feeney just did a nice job from his nose
1: position of keeping position and pushing up and making swallowing Adalong there. Yeah, I told you earlier how to pronounce the name, and then I'm the one that screws it up. The uh, quick little slant intended for Eckhout is going to be class, in Class. as again. Feeney yep. <laughs> with a nice defensive play. Actually, I think made that a small window with yep. his hands up there as well. So he makes
3: two plays in a row. Yeah, makes a small window. And then as soon as the ball gets past him, he's turning around. And natural instinct there from holding neck out, I think, kind of alligator arms it a little bit because he knew he was going to get
1: walloped if he does catch the ball there. So, so third and 13, Adelong rolling out, steps up, pass is going to be incomplete. I think that was Bosch that's in there
3: at quarterback. Moved Adelong out to a wide receiver, yeah, yeah. it looks Great like. Trying job, to maybe mix out some out people up and get a different look, kind of create four, some different activities teams. there. But again, good coverage there
1: and no window for Bosch to throw there. And he rolled out with it, kind of came from that backside. And I did not notice that uh, Adelong uh, was out there. Adelong, pretty good pass catcher uh, throughout the course of the year. He's uh, caught seven balls for 78 yards. Yeah,
3: you know, and just, I think, trying to create some different angles, create some activity there. High punt.
1: And it's going to take a very friendly roll here for Amherst. This is going to be down at about the 20-yard line. They gained about 18 yards there on the roll. So nice job there by the Broncos. It's, the ball will be down at the 20-yard line. It's three and out, but Cambridge. at least with the good punt and no return, it's going to be a fairly bad field position here for the uh,
3: the Cambridge Trojans. Yeah, you know, and if you're going three and out, you got a good punt at least. So now let's see what the defense can do here to adjust. You saw the adjustments maybe by the Trojans of moving some people around, and they moved Benson up to a defensive end, create a little more pressure. So we'll see what they can do here on offense.
1: So Benson in the I formation. Well, uh, actually hand the ball off to, I think that's Preston Carbaugh, who was uh, – Playing the fullback there.
3: Oh, check that. It it was Benson. Benson
1: is going to gain about eight on the play. Yeah, and kind of just went with that straight power
3: play where off guard or an 11 man would have been off tackle here, but now a more traditional, not unbalanced look, which they haven't ran as much. They've been unbalanced most of the night.
1: Pressure there, but they do get it to Benson. Benson's going to come across the line of scrimmage and get tripped up as he gets the first down marker. He's going to end up gaining about four on the play. Bonds off back Benson. at fullback, and that time he makes uh, a nice little block and a gain of about four. Yeah, you know
3: Bergstrom able to Trojans. kind of create a little pressure, but uh, Benson able to squeeze through there and Bonds off with a nice block and before you know it, you pick up the first down, which is if you're Cambridge, what you need because you got to establish that two-possession lead again, because then you have the full complement of your playbook and let the clock be
1: your friend. And again, another handoff here for Benson. Benson, this time, is going to gain about three, three three-and-a-half yards before he's going to be uh, stood up there. Good form tackle by by Chase Pearson, and it's going to be a gain of three-and-a-half. Yeah, you know, Pearson did a great job of
3: filling the gap, and as you said, bringing a form tackle, got his head across the proper side and stood him up first, then was able to drive him backwards. And again, Didn't look like much, but, again, a little seam creates about a three or four-yard gain there, and Cambridge ahead of sticks
1: again. PA guy here, a little little optimistic, saying that was a gain of five. It's a gain of about three and a half. Yeah. Maybe four. We'll call it one. We'll be nice to him. I formation. This time of the uh, line is balanced. They've been unbalanced most of the night. And Whitty will take the uh, snap, hand it off here to Benson. Benson going to be stood up as he gets uh, across midfield, well, okay, and like he's, he's going to lean forward, and it's yeah, going like to still be third Pearson. and about three. Yeah, you know, at that time, the uh, Broncos' defensive line led
3: by Klingelhofer there did a nice job of just kind of staying on the lineman up, so there wasn't that gap, there wasn't that surge like there had been at other times, and Benson's having to slide through there and then dive forward for a minimal gain there, but a nice job by Klingelhofer of not giving him a gap to attack and run through.
1: So he's had now three. 30 carries on the night, and another handoff here for Benson. Benson off that right side, and he'll bring it down to the 35. That'll be enough for a first down. And again, well, on third and Vincent manageable, the end, they get the first down with a rush of five first yards. 10 yeah,
3: again, that time they went with a more traditional I-formation, didn't have it unbalanced, but they had Hotelling on one side and Borland on the other. So Cambridge kind of given a different look between the two guys they've been running behind most of the night. And that time they just ran right behind uh, Hotelling there, and he's able to create a seam and pick up a first
1: down. So the ball, the back end of the football is going to be on the 35-yard line. I-formation again benson in that eye witty will hand it to benson benson on that right side is uh stood up and then again that big uh six six frame or i mean this yeah. seems it seems bigger than actually what he's listed out there with a helmet on he got him listed at six four he's gonna okay, lean forward and gain a couple a of yards year, the basketball coach me eight, wants to eight, say i would list him at six seven so <laughs> <laughs> i know you would i know you would so gain of about two on the play and a, Again, they just, this yep. is just steady, just, just yep. trying to go right at Amherst here and, again, control that clock. Rolling out, here's Woody. They fake the handoff, and he'll roll out, throw it in traffic. It's tipped. It's going to be eventually caught by one of the players on the sideline here, and a very late, after the ball was caught out of bounds three yards, a flag comes in on the backside by one of the officials, and we'll see what the call is here. They're going to call pass interference on Amherst. Well, that's tough
3: because you had the one ref right on the spot that doesn't throw, and it comes from the backside. Not saying he wasn't there early or anything because I couldn't see the backside of him, but if you're Amherst, you've got to be disappointed because the guy that's three yards away from the play isn't the one making it. That
1: ball ended up being tipped by two or three different guys bouncing around, and with a late flag, you can't help but ask the question, well, when did it take place? If it's after the ball was touched, it's not pass interference anymore. Yeah, and you know that. But really again, works. that backside official, a long ways away. He's yep. got to get closer to actually uh, throw through. the flag. Yep. So, in any event, it will move the chains here as they have a 10-yard penalty, and uh, hand off to Benson. Benson slips through one tackle, and he brings it across the 10, still dragging the pile forward. They're going to mark him down at about the three-yard line, so that's a gain of 14, first and goal here for the Trojans. Yeah, that time they ran that cross, look out of the eye formation, fake it to
3: the fullback dive, going to the the right, and Benson just comes to the left side out of that eye, and he's just going north and south saying, if you're going to hit me, I'm going to hit you harder, and I'm going to be able to run over you, and... Great job by Benson running hard, and that offensive line has got to be loving this.
1: Well, the quarterback's run for 250 yards. Their fullback has run for 260, but the I-back here now has run for nearly 1,200 yards as they hand it off to him, and he's got a seam right up the middle, and Tate and Benson and is in for a four-yard touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, that's exactly what Cambridge wants to do. They want their I-back or tailback, whatever you want to approach
3: them, carrying the ball a lot, and that's exactly what Benson's done. And, I think they're kind of saying, stop us. We think we can run on you guys all night, so you're going to have to get a stop before you can come back on us again. And a great possession there by Cambridge. Nothing fancy, had the one penalty on the Broncos, but everything else was through Benson, basically.
1: And again, they're going to go for two. They now lead at 32-20. to 20. I-formation, two tight ends, balanced line this time, handoff right up the middle, and they're going to follow that guard into the end zone for the two-point conversion. And And now it is 34 to 20. And a 14-point lead once again for the Broncos. Excuse me, for the uh, Trojans. The Broncos will get their hands on the football following this five-points bank touchdown by Tate and Benson from four yards out. We're going to take a quick break. The kickoff, we come back right after this.
4: The bank with a true Carney connection. Good things will happen.
1: Welcome back to the Nebraska-Lad National Bank broadcast booth here in Cambridge where the Trojans 30 30 30 again have, have uh, pushed a lead back out to 14. And if history repeats itself in about 21 seconds, we'll have an Amherst touchdown. Yeah, you know, Amherst has
3: to strike quick again here again if they want to come back into this one because clock, not a huge issue in high school football, as we said, it stops, but... Again, one of those things you can't be having six, seven-minute drives and score twice and get a stop in that situation for the Broncos
1: either. Bit of a squib kickoff, and Hunter Jones on that right side, again, with the ball bounced around, wasn't able to really set up a wall, and he's being brought down by Preston Carbaugh right at the 25-yard line. So that's first and 10 here for the Broncos. See, if
3: they increase their output by five yards, they'll gain about five, and then on an out route or something, and then hit the touchdown, correct? 45,
1: a 50, and a 50-yard touchdown pass so far here. Rolling out is Adalong, and Adalong, the pocket's going to collapse on him, and they were going to... Bring him down at the twenty-yard line.
3: And again, I think they're going with Bosch at quarterback, trying to get Along out Remember in Bosch? space. Yeah, it was bit. Bosch. I apologize. And I don't know Adelong I thought was the one that stepped up and threw that, open that touchdown right before half. So I guess Boston kind of five, makes you beg the question: beat. Did something happen to him where he's not feeling comfortable, or they want to get him out in space, or what's going on? But Bosch has
1: been taking the snaps, and he'll take this one again. And he's in the uh, pistol. He'll step up, and he'll throw it out to Adalong. Adalong makes the catch at the 20, makes one miss, and he'll bring it out to about the 27-yard line. So Adalong with the uh, catch of about seven. Yeah, you know, and nothing fancy, just kind of in the little
3: pop pass or pop screen where you get the slot nine. receiver that comes out and blocks the eight, inside linebacker, and, and then Adalong takes about two steps, steps back, and you get a little simple completion, maybe trying to get Bosch a little confidence there.
1: So Bosch on third and about seven. Will drop back and he'll lob it out there and it's gonna be caught down the sideline but incomplete. He's on the out of bounds, Riley Thompson, and the official standing right there. Yep. Didn't throw his hat, which I don't Trent know in Roberts high school if they do that. I yeah. thought they Thompson did, but in any event complete. he was out of bounds. And they it's on the near forward. sideline. So we had a good vantage yep. point of it. But that's a good call by the official. Yeah,
3: that was he was right on top of it. And again, a good ball by Bosch,
1: but a nice job by the defender of using the
3: sideline. So if he squeezes it in there, it's not gonna have anywhere to go. And thompson couldn't quite get his feet down inside the out of bounds line
1: and that was Carbaugh in coverage as uh he was uh, right there just stride for stride and has about a three inch uh, height advantage high kick here for the broncos and it's going to take a high bounce that will uh advantage the broncos they'll be down at about the 22 yard line yeah, where that will be cambridge with a 14 point lead will set up shot Central.
3: Yeah, you know, and uh, nothing fancy, just kind of a high pump, making sure there's no return, spins it so it gets a little balanced there. But, again, no return, and I think that's kind of one thing they wanted to talk about is don't let the return game get going for Cambridge because we already got to worry about stopping the run. Don't add one more thing for them to get going that we have to stop. And, again,
1: the Broncos need to have something, something, defensively that's successful for them that uh, is going to work out for them. Whether it be a turnover, which – Both teams have played it clean so far. We've had no turnovers in this game. A little cross-buck out of that uh, pro formation. And uh, after that lead block, a little spin there by Tate and Benson. And uh, Benson will be, I guess, not knocked out of bounds. So it'll be a full-fledged tackle there by Sam Florell and Pearson. And it'll be a gain of about four. Yeah, you know, uh, kind of just ran off tackle.
3: Just a different formation there, mixing things up of giving a different look with still giving benson the ball and i think that's kind of been the key for cambridge is wherever he goes i think if you follow him you're
1: going to find the ball more times than not and th- that's what they wanted to do all year 50 yards so far in the second half here for benson so he's got 205 yards on the game he's got the run here benson's going to add to it he cuts back against the green and he's going to take it to the house unless hunter can get to him and he cannot So that's going
3: to be a touchdown. Right there, Benson was able to come off tackle, looked like the same play, but he saw a little cutback lane and just planted his foot, cut back and had a big gain and then outran the angle. Not that there was much of one by Jones, but Benson just knows how to run the ball and that's
1: exactly what he's doing right now. So that'll be a 54-yard scamper by Tate and Benson. So Benson now has over 250 yards rushing here in the game. And, again, the Trojans will go for two. They already lead it by 20. It is 40 to 40-20 right now. And, again, they go with the I formation and Tate and Benson. They'll uh, have him block. They throw it out to uh, Hotelling, and Hotelling makes the catch in the end zone. That's a well-thrown ball to to by Hotel Whitty, the and the try for two is successful. good. So with 5.47 to go, in the third quarter, so it's, it's the Trojans with That's the big the play and the long score. touchdown. Keep they now lead 32. it 42-20 to 20 with in 5.47 20. to go here in the third quarter. We're back after this.
6: Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up, and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County.
1: A Five points bank touchdown by Tate and Benson from 54 yards out. All of our touchdowns throughout the course of the year brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Carney. Unfortunately, too many of those touchdowns belong here to the Trojans, who now lead at 42 to 20. And they're kicking it off. It's going to hit the turf. It's going to bounce. And it is going to go out of bounds at about the 20-yard line. Uh, again, Cambridge, they're playing keep away with that kickoff game.
3: Yeah, and I think that's one thing they say is, hey, if we make Amherst march the ball on us, because you notice even on their secondary, instead of that press coverage they start out on, they're back a little bit, where we make them march the ball a little bit, I think that thing, they think that favors them. And that includes the return game. Don't let the return game create something big that gives the Broncos something to build off of because the clock is now becoming a friend for the Cambridge Trojans.
1: And, again, Bosch has been quarterbacking most of the second half here for Amherst. Adalong, still out there, not injured. In fact, he's uh, caught a a couple of ball, well, one ball, and he was a target of another. So another kickoff coming up here by Skyler Ryan. And, again, it's going to bounce. And it's going to be picked up by one of the up backs and – Borland. Coming up with it
3: is going to be Borland, yeah. Or Bogart. Bogart, I should say. Dane Bogart there, I believe, is what it was. Yeah, I followed your lead. Yes, Bogart. Uh, Did a nice job there. It's It's kind of one of those where it bounces up, and if he doesn't field it cleanly, that's on the ground an awful long time, and Cambridge is bearing down on him, so great job of focusing on that and then getting down so he avoids the
1: contact and having a chance to turn it over. Adalong is split wide out to the right so at uh, quarterback is going to be Bosch Bosch gets the snap he looks to Adalong throws it that way it's a little bit too high and it falls incomplete yeah, you know, the staff, they're trying to find ways to get
3: out along the ball and second. out in space and create some running lanes for him because I think sometimes when he's been at quarterback, he's they really haven't elusive. been able, yeah. able to do that. So they're thinking maybe we don't have to attack just straight vertically if Cambridge is playing off. We can hit some shorter outs and let him use his elusiveness to create the big play for us.
1: Exact same formation in the slot on the left side. is going to be holding the neck out. Out wide is Adelon. Bosch takes the snap. No backs in the backfield for him. He has a little pump fake. He throws it uh, late over the middle, and it's going to be incomplete. He threw, threw it higher than everybody in a fall. Up off the cor- turf
3: there a little bit. So pressure kind of getting to him, forcing the high pass. But again, just doesn't look quite as comfortable there. But part of it is he doesn't have the time right now. He's having to set his feet a little quicker than maybe he would like because Cambridge is bringing some pressure from some pretty good guys, which is. Tough to block one on one, which is what you have to do here in 8 Man. Well, again, they're
1: very one dimensional right now, Amherst. They've they've only had one positive rushing attempt all night, and that was for one.
10: Sign, click, deposit. Nebraska Land National Bank is now offering mobile deposit. You can now deposit your checks whenever and wherever it's convenient for you. Because we all know sometimes 24 hours in a day just isn't enough. Download our mobile banking app to your smartphone and start depositing checks the easy way. Visit us online at nebraskalandbank.com slash mobile deposit for more information.
9: Nebraska Land
14: National Bank.
10: Member FDIC.
1: It it, it was a a hold. Wrong person threw the flag. Yep. But they're going to decline the penalty. Bosch had to scramble. We apologize for the technical difficulties. We've had pretty good cell coverage and uh, internet coverage all night tonight. And then it just has gone bad on us here. Bosch had the scramble, throws the uh, ball incomplete. It should be fourth down. The Sticks on the far side say third down. They declined the penalty, and that's why they declined the penalty, yep. to create the fourth down. So the Cambridge coaching staff said, hey, we've got to change that. Yep, you're right, we do. Yep. So it is going to be fourth down here for the Broncos. And I think Amherst is in four-down territory, as they send the same group out there as they
3: knew, We can't give the ball back because we haven't been able to stop them here, so we have to go score on this one.
1: Otherwise, that might be all she wrote. And Bosch is going to be the quarterback. He throws it. It's going to be complete. It's going to be enough for the first down according to where, again, it's right in front of us. And first that's Bosch enough for the first down. Yep. Nice pass to Adalong by Bosch. And that's going to be a gain of 10.
3: The uh, I, I the hate to do this, but Adalong looked like he caught it and then got hit back about a yard and a half. And they went where he landed on the ball there. Still enough for the first down. But I thought he had about an extra yard and a half. Great job of concentrating on that
1: because he was hit right after he caught the ball, though. So courage in traffic there by Adelong. Bosch now a quarterback. He's got time. There's a hold, pretty obvious, and there's a couple of flags down. Bosch is still scrambling. He's pump faking. He's going to throw the ball deep. It's going to be tipped and incomplete, but that's going to be a 10-yard penalty here on the Broncos. I And and there's a flag on the coverage. So So this might be offsetting. Yep, and I
3: think that's going to be a break for the Broncos because the first one was an obvious holding call. And Bosch doing the scramble drill, points as receiver long, and then the Trojans have to just run into the guy essentially to knock the pass incomplete, which they didn't need to do. But you can't know if there's a flag down
1: there when you're the defensive back covering on the opposite side of the field. And they're going to call a hand to the face against uh, Cambridge instead of pass interference or whatever it is. In any event, it's going to be offsetting penalties. So we'll uh, just we got a big go uh, do-over well. here. Yep. And and Bosch, great job of scrambling. My goodness. He he looked like a second coming of Fran Tarkington back there, <laughs> rolling around and just uh, scramble long enough to see if you can yep. find somebody that can break open.
3: Yeah, so he, just kind of create some plays using his legs, using the athleticism. That's what all they're trying to do
1: there in that situation. Bosch hits the quick slant here to Adalong. Adalong runs through a couple of tackles, and he's going to have enough for the first down. Just a quick little slant, ran through one tackle, stiff armed another guy while the other guy was still wrapped around his feet, and, and he's going to end up having a gain of about 11 on the play.
3: Yeah, and I think they're like we said, they moved out along to the sideline just to try.
0: Farming is a way of life here, and today's farmer has a feel for the land. A knowing touch that shows in the riches of the harvest. And farmers know CHS Agronomy Department is who they can trust and count on. Your CHS Agronomy Department can help you with everything from chemical, fertilizer, seed, and soil samples. CHS Agri-Service Center is right there where you are. That means you know the people, and they are giving back in your communities. CHS Agri-Service Center. People and resources you can count on always, and and always here at chsagri.com.
3: The same route and he just throws a little Trace pump fake bosh then goes to the back shoulder the fake, fake that if you're in position defensively touchdown. you can't stop because you're worried about anything over the top and thompson does a nice job just kind of stops lets it hits him cuts underneath and gets into the end zone there so nice job there by bosh throwing the ball where his guys can make plays for him a good drive by the broncos so add along left your
1: point here good snap Good hold, and that one is going to be a little bit short. It was, I think he got underneath that one a little bit. So, her kick attempt is no good. So, it's 46, excuse me, 42 to 26, a 16-point lead still for the Cambridge. (laughs) Start all over again. It is 42-26 with 3.23 to go here in the third quarter, a five-points bank touchdown.
6: If you're a grower looking for big yields, start with Pioneer brand Y-Series soybeans. And don't forget to ask your Pioneer sales professional about the Pioneer premium seed treatment options that can help your soybeans stand up to the toughest growing conditions. Why go anywhere else for your entire soybean seed needs? To learn more about seed treatment options for your farm, contact Craig Weges, local Pioneer sales representative today. Pioneer, science with service, delivering success.
1: And welcome back here to...
8: Dealer.
1: And again, we apologize for the technical difficulties. We are back here after the five points bank touchdown by uh, Amherst. And 3.23 to go. Handoff right up the middle after a uh, penalty sets up Titan Benson in pretty good field position. They're across midfield, have it first and 10 from about the 36, but only gained about one yard there for
3: Benson. Yeah, you know, and Amherst went with an onside kick that didn't quite travel far enough before they touched it, so Cambridge takes over with a good field position. Amherst, nice job on first down and creating a little penetration, and Benson has to just spin forward and then dives for about a yard gain is also. A nice job by the Broncos here on a big possession here because they have to get a stop on this
1: possession. Absolutely, and again, second and nine, hand off to Benson. Benson follows his lead blocker, bonds off to that right side. They just lean on Amherst and bring it across the um, 30-yard line, and so that's going to be a nice little gain. It's going to set up now third and about three. Yeah, you know, and there's nothing
3: fancy about it. They're just saying let our big guys lean on you, create angles, and Benson's a good running back. He'll find the gap, and that's all they've done. Throughout the game and then when they had to just a little play action pass all to Mr. Hotelling. So nice job by the Trojans offense of doing
1: exactly what they want to do. So third and three another handoff here for Benson again right up the middle. They're trying to pull him back, but he's too big and too strong to be pulled back. He's gonna be short of the first down marker here. He's going to gain about two and a half of the three yards that he needed. Yeah, you know, but
3: they're right where they want to be. They're that fourth down, less than a yard type situation. And and Benson's just so strong that at the same time you think, okay, we got a good chance to stop him. And all of a sudden he spins forward for about three yards every time. So – this is a big play here for the Trojans because they got to keep the Broncos off the field. And if you're Cambridge, I look for them to just go back to Mr. Benson again. They've had a lot of success with him just running the ball, following either Hotelling or Borland.
1: It is going to be handed off to Benson, and Benson with that line surge has more than enough for the first down. And. The official, I thought, was going to mark him at the 25, which is where I thought the ball yep. was. He backs up a little bit to the 26. Ball that's going to make it close, but it is enough
11: for the, the first down. Gain line, of, we'll just call it one. First yep. down. Yeah,
1: needed about
3: three-quarters of a yard, got one or something like that. So, nice job there. Of just That was all line surge, creating a little gap. And I thought that time he maybe had a little bit more. But yeah. the official had a better angle than us, so does a nice job of getting the first down That's regardless the for the 40th
1: children. carry for Tate and Benson on the night, 40 carries. He's got, uh, uh, well over 200 yards. We'll total it up here. When we get the chance, I formation again, take the hand off the Benson rolling out is witty witty looking out here for hoteling, hoteling makes the catch and is going to have it at the one yard line, 25 yard gain. Yeah, you know, and that's just so tough when
3: you're able to run the ball for four, five, six yards at a time, but all of a sudden your secondary has to come up because you're thinking we've got to make a stop on this guy. We've got to make a stop. Oh, shoot, there goes the tight end on a corner route, and the ball is thrown where Hotelling catches and nobody does, and he hauls it in on a great catch there on a nice play by Whitty of putting it where he needs to.
1: Hotelling four catches, 71 yards. That's the same numbers here for Tyler Witty, uh, four out of six for 71 yards. I formation, handoff to off right up the middle, and bonds off is in the end zone for a touchdown. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. nothing fancy, just touchdown. opens up, runs that fullback dive, lets him get one in the end zone,
3: doing what they want to Hunter do, though. They're able to throw the ball run. when they want to throw the ball, not you have to throw the ball. So they haven't thrown a lot, but they've thrown effectively because of their running game, and that's been exactly what Cambridge's recipe for success had to be tonight.
1: So Cambridge with the touchdown here with 54 seconds to go before the end of the third quarter. And again, they will go for two. And they go with that eye formation. Benson in the eye. They'll hand it off to him. And he'll spin into the end zone for the two-point conversion. So now 50-26, to 26, point a 24-point lead now so here for the Cambridge Trojans. Go the They've got a fairly comfortable lead with Cambridge 54 50. seconds to go until the fourth 26. quarter. Another five points bank touchdown by Cambridge. They've got the lead. They'll kick it off. We come back after this.
6: For all your custom slaughtering and meat processing, call Belshner Custom Meats in Amherst. Belshner Custom Meats has everything you need to fill your freezer with locally raised beef and pork. From steaks, roast, and hamburger, why go anywhere else when you have the best meat right here in Amherst? Belshner is a very proud supporter of all of our youth and their accomplishments. Good luck to all the area athletes in and out of the game.
1: And welcome back here to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. Cambridge with the uh, kickoff here. Again, another squib. This one will go through the hands of one of the up guys. and Picked up by the uh, back here, I think that's Florell. Florell just uh, dancing around trying to find some room to run and uh, down to the turf there is going to be Hunter Jones. It wasn't Florell. Florell in that bunch was actually a lead blocker, and he got stuffed back there, and it eventually thrown to the turf there is going to be Jones. Everybody yeah. kind of met at the ball after the uh, ball went through the uh, wickets there of uh, Bogart.
3: Yeah, kind of one of those uh, squib kicks there, and then it turns into kind of a rugby scrum where – everybody's bunched together. You're not knowing who has it. And Amherst needs to kind of break something there out of one of those things to create a big play. Gosh,
1: Bosch in at quarterback, his pass is going to be deflected. It's going to be knocked down by, I think that's Tyler Borland, big number 78 guys hand up there. And it falls incomplete.
3: Yeah. They've kind of been able to rotate a couple guys there on the defensive line with the steady Play Of hoteling on one defensive end and then rotating a few guys at the other two spots and moving uh, Benson from a defensive end to linebacker at times. And right now they're about six foot five across the defensive line and making it really tough for Bosch to have some throwing lanes.
1: Bosch look, looking to Adelong and it's going to be caught by Adalong, and Adalong slips to the turf just as he's getting things started. One of the Cambridge defenders thought he had a beat on the ball, missed the interception, and there was an opportunity there for Adalong, but the Turk monster got Adalong. It's, it's a very, very short gain on the play. Yeah, and if Cambridge is able
3: to intercept that one, they were not going to get touch going to the end zone. It doesn't look like. But, again, Adalong looked like he had a big play there, but just not able to keep his footing. So lucky break for the Trojans there when
1: it's all said and done. And, and also lucky break for uh, the Broncos. This time, Bosch. Cannot escape hoteling. Hoteling comes from these defensive end, and he's going to bring down Bosch at about the 19-yard line. That'll be a loss of six.
3: Yeah, and hoteling did a nice job of just getting a bull rush up the field and then kind of ripping through to the inside and coming back and cleaning Bosch up as he tried to step up. So nice job by hoteling and maintaining a rush lane. And closing in on them.
1: And that is now the final play of the third quarter. We head to the fourth with Cambridge leading at 24 by 24 points and lead at 50-26. And it'll be second and long here for uh, the Broncos to start the fourth quarter. We come back after this.
6: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in rehabilitation. A very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center.
1: And welcome back here to the fourth quarter here in Cambridge and the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. And uh, I, I misspoke by a couple of downs. Actually, it, uh, I said second down because that's what was on the scoreboard. That was incorrect. It is fourth down and a whole bunch here for the uh, Broncos. They've got to get the ball all the way out to there's the 40. So that's the 35 yard line. So they've got to get about 17 yards here. They're going to go for it. They kind of forced to. They spread the uh, the field out. Bosh calling for the ball. Pressure coming up the middle. He runs into his own blocker. He's just going to lob it up there, hoping for something good. It's caught by Klingelhofer. And Klingelhofer, I think, has got it up for the first down. Depending on the Ooh. spot, they did not get a good spot. No,
3: they marked him down about half a yard short of where he went down or out of bounds. But I think it's going to be about half a yard short. And we do have a Trojan down back by the original line of scrimmage, unfortunately.
1: We gotta... Well, is that going to be a right-footed spot or a left-footed spot? I thought he got all the way to the line. And the line would be very close. They're going to bring out the chains. And we'll check the injury here in just a little bit. Chains coming out from the far side of the field. And they're going to measure this one. This is going to be very, very close. Again, I'm not overly excited about how they spotted the ball here. Because I thought maybe at least another length of the football they've got. And it is going to be short of the first down. So a 17-yard gain. And it's not quite enough here for Trace Bosch and uh, for Hunter Jones, who actually caught the ball. Yeah, you know, and Jones, I thought, did a great job of working across
3: the ball. And the line did an au- awesome job there of giving Bosch time to stay and in there. And, down, again, so kind it's of it's one of those, if he gets four or five inches more, he's got a first down. But the referee says, no, he doesn't have it. And, unfortunately, for the Broncos, that's a turnover on downs.
1: And uh, coming off there is going to be Wallet, uh White. Feeny, Feeney. Feeney. I did that again. Why <laughs> Feeney, he's hobbling out there. It Looks like he's turned his ankle. And so they're attending to him as uh, Feeney will come off the field. I don't know why I can't do that. I told you what it was earlier. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting you back in the game of life, two locations in Kearney. Feeney. I know Feeney's. Yeah. I mean not spelled that way, yeah, but, but in any event. It'll be a turnover on Downs and Cambridge will have it now first and ten from the thirty five. Very early on here in the fourth quarter, I formation handoff to you guessed it. And a stiff arm here by Benson and Benson will bounce it out to the outside and he'll get it down to about the 23 yard line. that will be a gain of 12. Yeah, that's enough for a first down there. And Benson doesn't do anything fancy. He
3: just doesn't juke around or not. So he's always running north and south. He finds this hole. He says, I'm going to attack it. If you tackle me, okay, let's go fight another time. That time the hole let him for a gain of 10 or 11 gets 12 by the time he's bumped out of bounds, but nothing fancy there.
1: Just Mr. Benson running hard north and south. Yeah, I mean, he's got uh, about 270 yards. I got to total it up. He has uh, carried the ball now 41 times. And another handoff to Benson. Benson on that left side. Cuts back to the inside. Has enough of the first down. Spins gets it inside the, about the 10-yard line, Simpson, another gain of 14. Yeah, it does a nice Balls job again,
3: just north-south. South. This time Denver's makes his one point, kind of cuts against the 10, grain in. a little bit, and I thought the ball was going to be ripped through the, free there for just a second, and he was able to pull it back and corral and gain another four or five after that. But, again, nothing fancy, just running the ball hard as the referee is trying to signal the clock to start again.
1: So he winds the uh, arm here. And again, clock moving. Minute 35 to go. Excuse me, 11.35 to go. First and 10. We'll call it the 10-yard line. They have the sticks up. Again, I don't know if you can get a first down inside the one-yard line. They can hand the ball off to Benson. Benson will cut back to the inside. He'll be down at about the 6. So we'll call that a gain of 4.
3: Yeah, you know, just, again, uh, straight-up well, ISO played, play, letting the big guys go. go. Well. And you can see a little bit of the mojo yeah, going you know, for that Cambridge right, offensive line. And their is heads it. are bobbing. They're getting a little excited there because they're feeling that they're getting another touchdown. And this is exactly what Cambridge wanted to do is they're getting ready for a playoff run. Amherst needs to find a way to make a play to get back in this to have their season extended or have a chance at it
1: extended here again. So we're getting awfully close to 300 yards rushing here for Benson. And the ball's on the ground, but Benson's able to pick it up. He's going to try to back in and get back to the original line of scrimmage. He's not going to quite get there. I think he's going to lose about one, well, but Cambridge darn near lost the ball. Benson. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of what Amherst needed was to Short create some of that
3: turnovers there. And This time there. just didn't look like it got secured on the exchange between Whitty and Bonds off there. But Benson being Johnny on the spot wisely picks it up and then strong enough to get back close to the line of scrimmage instead of being a loss of three, only a loss of one there. So nice job by
1: him of being heads up and making a play out of nothing, basically. So... Uh... A nice little uh, searcher. He's got 195 yards in the second half to go with 155 in the first. And Bonzoff gets the ball handed to him, and he's going to drag everybody in the end zone for a six-yard touchdown. Tyler
3: Borland just drove his guy back into the end zone. Couldn't quite tell who it was, but he got his legs driving and created that hole. A great job by number 78 for Cambridge. Tyler Borland creating that monster hole and. Wow, he is an
1: impressive offensive
3: lineman as a junior.
1: So 201 yards in the second half, 155 in the first, 356 yards rushing here for Tate and Benson. And we got 10 minutes to go as they go for two, leading it now 56-26, and a handoff again to the big man, and Benson's in the end zone for a touchdown.
3: A. Uh, just just nothing Benson fancy, straight good. up ISO play for the so two point conversion, and Benson's, and Benson's able to try to just get through the end zone and does a nice job of finding the gap. But Cambridge offensive line, what can you say about the way they've been able to run block today? When they've wanted to, they've just leaned on guys and created gaps, created holes, created the openings that you need to do great job by that offensive line all game long
1: well amherst is going to have to find some way to uh, strike some magic they've given up four touchdowns here in the second half while scoring only one and they trail it now by a score of uh, 58 to 26 with 10.03 to go another five points bank touchdown by benson five points bank the better bank in carney We'll just keep it right here as, again, Cambridge breaks the huddle pretty quickly. They're ready to kick off, and Cam- and uh, Amherst is out there as well. But, again, a six-yard run by Benson, who has now run for 356 yards. Yeah, he's just done an incredible job of lowering his pads and an
3: incredible job by that offensive line led by – Hotelling and Borland and those other guys, Feeney and Holtz up there, or Holtz, I think, is just really leaning on guys
1: and creating gaps there for Benson to run through. And I think Feeney's going to get back out there. I think he's okay. And, again, one of those uh, bouncing kickoffs. And, again, uh, Dane Bogart, nice job the handling ball the ball. The picks up on a little bit of a higher bounce, and he'll slide down, and it will be first and ten for the Broncos.
3: Yeah, you know, Booger has done a nice job of fielding those because that's a spot where most guys that have a number like that aren't exactly comfortable. He's the center on offense. He does a nice job of handling the ball snaps haven't been there, so
1: you can tell he's comfortable fielding the ball and doing things like that and again he doesn't have any lead blockers either yep. that's one thing to point out here Bosch looking to throw gonna lob the ball out on that right side there's a lot of contact and they're gonna throw a couple of flags out there and that is gonna be pass interference yep. as holding neck out was the intended receiver and he ran into i think that was bonds off as uh, it's gonna be a 10-yard penalty and it'll be first and 10 here for the Broncos.
3: Yeah, you know, and I think it would have been okay they if the defender had turned his back, deep but deep. he was looking directly out there, uh, at out there, it looked like, and you have to call that automatically if he doesn't turn his back. He has to give the offensive guy a chance for the ball, and he did not allow that to happen, so a pretty easy call for the referee there. And Scott Porter disagrees. Yep, Uh, (laughs) He's making a case on this near sideline. He's going to draw another personal foul there on Sportsman-like on the sideline as he disagreed so strongly there.
1: Well, again, it may be something he said, but you can can usually get your say depending on how you say it. So 25 yards and penalties right here against the Trojans. The 10-yard pass interference and then uh, 15-yard on the sideline. And I don't know if that was coach
3: Porter, or one of his assistant coaches there coach Porter doesn't look like he's shown as much emotion as a couple of the assistants, but yeah, it's hard it to say the yeah. who's saying what. And all of a sudden one person says something and the ref says, Nope, that's not what we're doing here. And again, well, I just saw the, uh, yep.
1: the coach is back. And now that I see coach Porter turn around, it's yeah. It was yeah. one of the assistants. So again, but that's kind of the big play that Amherst needed as you pick up
3: 25 yards pretty quickly. They throw a flag down
1: here, pass going to be thrown toward the goal line into the end zone, touchdown. There is a flag down where the ball was thrown, and that's usually where you're going to see a hold because there was no contact on Bosch. A yeah. great ball out there, but it is going to come back the as the hold will be on the Broncos. Yeah, and I think what Broncos. happened there
3: was the defensive
1: line was able to
3: step up field and get the offensive lineman off balance, and he kind of just did the instinct thing of reaches out and gets too much jersey. But a great play by Basha, putting it, and Adalong went up and caught it. Had it stayed, it would have been a touchdown, unfortunately, for the Broncos, the holding the gates at all.
1: So it'll be first and 20. They did get uh, 25 yards in penalties, but they give back 10 of it right here and puts them behind the sticks. It's first yep. and 20.
3: Yeah, the time's a factor, the down and distance is a factor. You've got to score and you've got to score in bunches here if you're Amherst to extend, have a chance at extending your season.
1: Bosch, pressure coming, steps up, and he's going to be – can he get through there? No, he can't. He's going to eventually be sacked. Hotelling finishes it up with a little help there from Tyler Borland, and that's going to be a loss of, like of four hoteling. on the play. Yeah,
3: Benson just with kind of a speed rush coming from that right defensive end, and Hotelling cleans it up with the help of Borland. But a nice job of staying inside your lanes there, of not giving Bosch a chance to step up or run
1: with the ball there. So a good job by that Trojan defensive front three there. That is the third time that Trace has been sacked here in the second half. He's gone the entire second half at quarterback, and his favorite target has been Adelon. And he split out wide to the right. He's got two wide outs to the left as well. Bosch is going to step up. Bosch is going to be sacked again by hoteling. That'll be a loss of two. Yeah, you know, and I think Bosch thought
3: he had a little bit of gap then to squeeze it, but Hotelling does such a that, nice you know, job of using his hands and keeping free that all of a sudden before you know it, he's fighting Bosch through and getting at your ankles and, and your knees before you're able to and run. And just a great job there by Hotelling and keeping pressure on of squeezing that pocket, and so Bosch never looked comfortable there.
1: Hotelling at 6'5", 225 pounds has a very long wingspan, and he's able to go out there and, and uh, reach through there. He can be blocked and still create a little bit of uh, just that chicken wing, give himself a little space, reach out there with a long arm, and he's strong enough that he can bring down Bosch.
3: Yeah, you know, that's just a sign of pure strength right there. So nothing fancy about it, just something
1: different that you can do here. Third and 26, and we have uh, whistles before the snap, and it's going to be a timeout here for Amherst. Timeout Amherst. Amherst looking in the playbook, seeing what they can do on third and 26 from the thirty-eight. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. We'll take the timeout as well. Broncos need some magic here. They trail it 58-26 with 7.53 to go, and they got third in a whole bunch when we come back right after this
6: save money and breathe easier call axman heating and air your lennox dealer now's the time to make sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently call and axman can do it all from furnaces to humidifiers geothermal heat and infrared heat for farm buildings they specialize in all makes and models sale and service axman heating and air your lennox dealer serving pleasanton and the surrounding area craig and karen axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck And welcome back.
1: Also being joined on uh, KKPR. We're certainly throwing some uh, hopes and prayers out in Litchfield as they have the injury timeout calling for the ambulance. Wishing for the best there. Here, Amherst is facing third and 26 down big, and they're going to get it out to Adelong. Bosch throws it out to Adelong. Adelong, a couple of lead blockers out there on third down. Makes a couple of guys miss. Spins, and he's going to have near enough for their first down. It's going to be close. It's a gain of 26 on the play. And again, just...
11: Kearney for a free estimate. As Bosch is looking to throw, he'll step up and he'll throw the ball deep into the end.
3: Yeah, you know, just kind of tried to hit out along a lot of post, but great coverage there by the Trojans. And that's kind of when you get behind the stem.
1: Again, yeah, apologize for our technical difficulties on uh, third down. Uh, they were about 10 yards short from where they ended up marking it, and so they had to go for it on fourth down to the Amherst Broncos. They look for Adelong deep. It follows incomplete, so a turnover on downs for Amherst, and things were getting very, very tenuous for them. They trail it 58-26 with 7.17 to go here, fourth quarter, and the ball back in the hands of the Cambridge Trojans. Yeah, you know, in the way
3: Mr. Benson's ran the ball tonight, he's been able to pick and kind of choose his spots. And he's been getting five, six, seven yards a run here most of the night. And that offensive line is saying, thank you, you gave us the ball back. Let's go after it and see what we can do again. But a great job by that offensive line. And kind of got to see the character here of Amherst as they're going to keep fighting. They have all night as they have all season, and that's what Coach Evans talked about. They've got to make something happen here defensively. They've got to create a turnover right away.
1: Well, 45 carries here for Tate and Benson and 356 yards. He'll carry it again as a seam right up the middle, and he's going to gain another eight. Yeah, you know, and just a straight-up iso play, running that
3: I formation, nothing well, fancy, letting that Tate offensive Benson line lean on, on, on things and kind of just it. create some – Havoc it there for you, so great job by the Trojan seven. offensive line getting you down to
1: about 2nd and 2 here. This sounds like, a, like the story problem from Hades here when you total up all these numbers that he's carried the ball now 46 times. And again, we have him being over 360 yards. I-formation again. Tate and Benson gets the ball handed one more time. Breaks one tackle, has enough for the first down. Where he was met. Eight yards later is where he goes down. Well, carry so that's going to be a gain of right yeah, at eight. He does such Jordan a nice job of running with low yard. pad level
3: that before you know it, two. all you can do is say he's coming at you again. And Amherst has to be tired to see number forty-two carry the ball because he's run with such great pad level that you- got to
1: plain flat out be tired. And by the way, he does not play much defense. He has not tonight, anyway. They hand off right up the.
12: What sets Aurora Cooperative apart from the rest? This is Lynn Colbertson. At Aurora Co-op, we have the autonomy and flexibility to help each producer add more value to their bottom line. We're striving to be the best of the best by investing in our facilities, our people, and in the marketplace by assessing new grain opportunities, both locally and globally. Ask me or your local Aurora Co-op grain merchant about our wet corn program, along with our lights are on till yours are off. Harvest Hours Policy. Your farm, your cooperative, your future. Aurora Cooperative, putting your equity to work
1: another handoff on the left side to you know who tate and benson well, benson, tate and benson has, has a nice okay little gain on the play but there is a flag down at the end of the, the play forward. i think they're going to get a horse collar as the guy who was chasing them down
3: and just had to use the jersey instead of getting being able to get low to just bring him down and wasn't anything it, a like, face mask it's face mask wasn't the intent necessarily but it's what it was that could bring him down and just one of those things that Benson has just been carrying the rock time after time. And I guess if you're here down in Cambridge and you had to guess had who's getting the ball, foul, you could just draw Mr. Benson's number out of a hat and you'd be right a majority of the time because he has just
1: delivered all night running hard. 378 yards, and this will be, I assume, is 49th carry of the night. I'm running out of room on my, my sheet here to write down Tate and Benson with a carry. They're going to go out of the split back, kind of the beer look here, and they'll hand it off to Benson just right up the middle, and Benson will bring it across the uh, 10-yard line. It was first and 10 from the 11, that and they unstack it, Benson, that and that's going game. to end up being a gain of about three and a
3: half. Yeah, again, nothing fancy, just that split back veer look, dive to Benson and letting witty carry out a fake, but... No need to even carry out the fake as he's just handing it off to Benson all night. And he's following Borland, following Hotelling, following number 55 Holtz, following Feeney, following these guys. And they're just creating seam after seam.
1: So great job by that offensive line. Second seven from the eight. Handoff here this time to Bonzoff. There is a flag down right at the point of attack. Bonzoff is actually able to get into the end zone if this stays. Whitty's coming over the sideline. I think they're going to call a hold here. And that's yep. exactly what the White Hats indicated. Signal's
3: holding against the
1: Trojans. Well, back them up 10 yards. Yeah, but the way they've ran
3: the ball here, and Amherst looks like they're trying to start subbing in some younger guys as number 14's in there at safety, Porter Pearson instead of Adalong. They're kind of getting some of the... and talk and get some of the good memories out on the sideline there because they've done a lot for this program here. And these young kids for Amherst are doing a good job of... Fun stuff like
1: that. Now, again, Amherst, Ron Evans told me before the game, there is a chance, yep. depending on what else happens. Lose tonight, there'd still be a chance that they can they, uh They're gonna, probably going to find out the hard way. Whitty rolling out to his left, scrambling. There's a flag down. This might be another hold. Gentlemen, it's a Trojan touchdown. A moment ago, we had offsetting penalties, and now they hand the ball right up the Tate, middle to Benson, Tate and Benson. Benson goes in from 16 ride, yards out, another touchdown, another 16 yards, and now it is 64 to 64-26 with 4.14 to go here in the football game. Yeah, and Benson was able to just follow those lead
3: blockers. Borland that time was able to down block about two guys, and Benson did nothing fancy there other than just run straight up the middle if you include being the 50th carry of the night, nothing fancy, I guess, including some extra points.
1: As they will try the two-point conversion right up the middle, it is no good, so it remains 64-26, to a 38-point lead, so we'll have a running clock from here on out in the final 4-14 of the regular season for both the Trojans and for Amherst, and the Trojans will now guarantee themselves a spot in the playoffs, Amherst now will just uh, run out the last 414 and hope for the best. We're going to uh, a five points bank touchdown again here for Benson. We'll have the kickoff for the Trojans. We come back after this.
14: Bring your family to Buzz's Marine and Carney, where we create family memories that last a lifetime. Whether you are looking for a new or pre-owned sport boat, pontoon, deck boat, or fishing boat, we have over 200 boats to choose from. Check out our fully stocked pro shop for everything your family needs to have fun on the water. From wakeboards to life jackets to the season's hottest tubes, we have something for everyone. With 59 years of trust, discover why we are the home of family boating. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Carney.
1: And welcome back here to Cambridge. What a special performance. Our uh, special performance brought to you by the special people at a Sarah Care Hospice. Caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York. Serving all the tri-cities and beyond. Call a Sarah Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. And what a special performance. Six touchdowns here for Cambridge's Tate Benson. And Benson now has run for over 400 yards. Kickoff right up the middle here for the Broncos. Trying to get to the outside is going to be Hunter Jones, and Jones is going to be brought down. Let me total up those numbers. It's Barley awfully close by to Hunter 400 Jones, if he's not there. Yeah, you know, and great job by Jones there,
3: scooting Barley back, because they kind of scooted yard, everybody up expecting the squib kick. Amherst. Cambridge tried to kick it over the top of the head of them there, but Jones, nice job of going back and fielding it, and then making a nice return getting past the 25. Again, nothing fancy, just kind of going north and south there to give the Broncos a good field position to try to go get at least one more here for these seniors in the regular season at the very
1: least. Well, unofficially, I have 397 yards here for Tate and Benson. Rolled out for Bosch. Bosch throws it off on that right side, and it's going to go off the hands of Adalong and incomplete. Well-thrown ball there by Bosch. There is a flag down, and we'll see whether or not that was a late hit on the quarterback or a hold. There was enough bodies there that uh, I didn't see either call, but one of those has got to be what it is. It's going to be a late hit on the quarterback. A
3: personal
4: foul the passer
1: yep. against the Yeah, truck. you know, Bosch did a nice job, and then I think the guy,
3: the referee thought he could have stopped at it's least, had a few steps. And don't think it was it overwhelmingly tough, just kind of one of those you have to throw the flag if you hit the quarterback late. So, again, kind of a break for the Broncos as they get a first down here. But, again, a well-thrown ball by Bosch, and, Adelong's been making that catch all night, so I think you kind of think, okay, we'll go back to it here again. But nice job there by Bosch of standing in there.
1: So they gain 15. It'll be first down here. Bosch rolling out, steps up, throws, pass it is going to be complete by Adelong. Did Adelong lose the ball at the last moment? I think he wanted to do the old hook and ladder play. It's going to be a gain of about 12, and first and 10 here for Amherst. Yeah, you know,
3: like the fact that Amherst is fighting. They're going downfield, you know. Sometimes you see teams in this situation, clock running, last game of the regular season, curl up and die, and Amherst is saying, no, we're going to go get points on the board and do what we do. That's throw the ball downfield, being aggressive, and you like to see that fight from these kids like that.
1: Absolutely. Cambridge, they're keeping a lot of the regulars out there, and uh, the uh, Broncos have their regulars out there, even though the clock's running here with 2.12 to go. Pump fake for Vosh. Going to lob it down that sideline, and it's going to be incomplete. Good coverage on that far side there by Tate and Benson. Is that Drew
3: Sprinkle? Sprinkle no, Drew Sprinkle, yeah. He's not near as tall as that other you know, kid. Did such a nice job run stride for stride that if he does throw it over top, it's out of bounds and kind of did a nice job because Cambridge is facing an offense. They haven't seen this type of offense all year. And they've done a pretty good job, especially considering the fact that they've
1: been able to force some stops in second-long, third-long situations. Calling for the ball is Bosch. Bosch steps up, throws on that right side, and it's going to be incomplete. Yeah,
3: I kind of tried a timing route out there at along, and a little behind uh, along there. as He created some spots on kind of a 15-yard comeback route. That that's a tough throw there, and especially on a timing situation there. But, again, Clock running here down for the Amhersts. They gotta. They want to try to
1: go get one more here before the end of the game here, at least. They trail it 64-26, to 26, minute 10 to go, third down and 10 from about the 32-yard line. Bosch calls for it, trips to the right, trips to the left, pass in the middle, going to be caught there going up high for it as Adelong. He makes the catch at the 15-yard line. That's enough for the first down gain A gain of 12. Yeah, you know, and nothing fancy, just kind of ran
3: in routes at different different levels there. And Adalong was kind of the back guy that when he ran the in route, he's got the first down, and that's exactly what he does. And runs such a good, sharp route that all of a sudden, before you know it, he's got a little cushion there for him. Not the biggest guy, but very shifty
1: and very quick with his feet. The starting quarterback in the first half has caught tw- uh, eight balls here in the second half. Pass on that right side by Bosch. And it's going to be complete uh, Hunter. to Hunter. As Hunter Jones makes the catch, gain
3: of about five. Yep, you know, and just kind of a nice little out route, timing route, kind of what they had some success with first half early on in the game before they were able to hit some big plays, so kind of went
1: back to it, giving Jones a chance. Ten seconds left, lob into the end zone, pass, complete, in the end zone, touchdown with three seconds to go. Great catch there by Adelon. Only need one foot. I yep, might have got both, but right right he got right the five-points right bank right touchdown right Catching a nice little out route there for about 15 yards. Yeah,
3: and you know, on a well-thrown ball by Bosch there. And kind of just putting the ball where Adelong makes the play or it goes incomplete. So a nice job there by the Broncos there. On a well-thrown ball by Bosch as the
1: offensive line gives him time to set his feet there. So Adelong cut nine balls here in the second half. Bosch. Facing some pressure, He's going to go for two, going to be sacked, and that is going to the – they so ran the clock phone. and should one not have run the clock on a game. conversion, should be two Your or three seconds left on the clock. And I think they'll fix that. It's 64-26, Amherst and Amherst will kick things off here uh, to Cambridge, but Cambridge obviously going to come away with the win, leading it now 64-26 after the touchdown. Yeah, kind of one of those 32, situations. rather. They didn't put the points on the board yet. It should be 32.
3: Yeah, kind of one of those situations where once the ball's caught, I think they're going to say the game's over, not really worry about the clock as much because kind of a moo point here where you're just hoping the clock runs out, you're going to run three seconds off on a normal kickoff return anyway. So one of those situations where referees are kind of saying it's not worth having to put a couple seconds left on back on the clock here.
1: And again, they don't have a field mic yep. where they tell them how much to put on there, and I think everybody goes, yeah, we're good. Yeah.
3: So you like the fact that Amherst was fighting through clear to the end and letting one of your seniors, Trevor Adelong, you kind of see his character there at the end saying, this thing's all but over, but I'm going to go make a play for my team. And that's the type of stuff you like to see in high school sports. And Trevor Adelong really exemplifies the character of let's fight all the way through the finish.
1: And Bosch has had a nice game yep. at quarterback. But I'll tell you what, if you could have Adelong at quarterback and another Adelong at uh, wide receiver. Yep, you'd have it. Well, the on the squid kick is score. covered Cambridge, by Cambridge, 64. and that Cam is Cambridge the final play 32. of the game. 64-32 is our final. As Cambridge improves their record down to 4-4, four and four, they've solidified themselves a spot in the D1 playoffs for sure. Amber still has a chance at 2-6. and six. Uh, They've got to have things work out the right way, and it's not a lot of things they've got to work out the right way.
3: Yep. You know, and that's kind of one of the situations here of the different level things with being in D1 with some of the teams being ineligible due to enrollment figures that that's the name of the game and that's what Amherst had to do and I think that's where you could tell they tried to just get better today and say if we get the opportunity to play again we'll be a better team next week than we are today but you can tell some of those seniors out there right now are feeling the emotions of hey this might be the last time I got to put get to put on these football pads and you love the way they fought but you got to like the way Cambridge was able to run the ball and Tayton Benson better be buying his offensive lineman a big steak dinner this weekend because they made him look awfully, awfully good as he was just able to put the ball on his hip all night long and just run for five, six, eight yards of carry. Most of the time with Score other than the one honey. long one run, rush, everything was just positive yards of five to seven yards. To it seemed like.
1: Yeah. And again, almost 400 two yards, two yards two rushing two here for Tate and Benson and two six two touchdowns. We had him with uh, 397 two three hundred and ninety seven yards, two yards on the night. Rush, Once again, your final it is sixty four to thirty two. Amherst with the win here with excuse me uh, cambridge the with the win corner, here at home against, corner, against the amherst corner, broncos Lund, we're going to take a quick break path, when we come back we'll go through our uh week, the scoring the summary as well as uh, our statistics when we come back right after this
15: community is a place that means coming together a place where smiles are warm where handshakes are firm the day's work is honest Buffalo County Farm Bureau is hometown proud. We work for farm and ranch families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm or ranch, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Visit nefb.org to learn more.
0: Anderson Brothers can rewire your entire house or just add a handy outlet. We can fix an annoying drip, or install a whole new kitchen and bath. We can change your furnace filter or convert your entire home to geothermal heat. After all, our name says it all. Anderson Brothers, electric, plumbing, and heating. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers. Neighbors serving your neighborhood for over 65 years.
1: Welcome back here to Cambridge as the Trojans win this one, 64-32. Kind enough to join us is uh, Amherst assistant coach uh, Colin Pfeiffer. And, and uh, Coach, uh, a tough win tonight. But you guys, they got knocked down on the mat several times. But you guys just kept coming back tonight.
10: Yeah, our kids did a did a nice job tonight of of not giving up. Uh, Cambridge is a real good team. They're big. They're physical. They uh, line up, run right at you. And they had us way oversized. And our kids did a nice job of just keep getting just keep getting back up and keeping their heads in the game and keep fighting and you guys really didn't have much of
1: a ch- uh, of a choice you, you had to give up on the running game i think you had one positive rush all night and that was that was for one yard and and that unfortunately made you pretty one dimensional but you still you threw for over 300 yards between the two quarterbacks
10: yeah our our quarterbacks uh we have faith in both of them and actually we're probably we're probably a little better with trace bosch at quarterback because it gives us another weapon out on the edge um, you know, rushing—that's more of a—that's more of a, you know, a job of Cambridge's defensive ends. They have two really good defensive ends, and they weren't going to let us run, so we threw it and we gave Trevor a shot early, and then we realized that matchup-wise that. Bosh was going to be the better quarterback tonight with Trevor out on the edge. So they took away our run game, but we still still felt that we could throw it on him.
1: Well, just to echo your point, Trevor caught nine balls for 102 yards and the touchdown. He's, uh, you know, in terms of overall numbers, your leading receiver, and he played quarterback the first half where he was uh, 12 of 21 and 139 yards throwing the ball.
10: Right. Yeah. Tre- I mean, Trevor's a he's a great athlete. You know, that's that's all it comes down to is he's a good basketball player, you know, and and. He can he can do it do it all he he was one of our two leading receivers coming back this year So we weren't scared to put him out there
1: Talking with Colin Pfeiffer assistant coach here for the uh, Amherst Broncos 64 32 our final Yeah,
3: talk about some of your seniors. I mean you obviously mentioned Trevor you mentioned some guys up there Kellen Klingelhoffer did a nice job for you all year of being undersized playing some guard playing some defensive end. talk about what they've kind of meant to your program here, especially this year providing the leadership,
10: you know to somebody just listening to the game on the radio, one kid you mentioned is Kalen Klinghoffer. He's a senior. He's, this is the first year he's played football. Um, you know, he didn't play as a as a freshman, sophomore, junior. He came out this year. We actually talked him into coming out. And to see see how well he picked up the game and how he progressed throughout the year was really fun. Uh, Dane Bogart, he's a three-year starter for us on the offensive line. You know, you kind of take a kid like that for granted sometimes of how well he does uh jacob peterson he does a nice job for us he's also an offensive lineman on the senior side of it and you know he he does well in there when we put him in there and then also we had chase pearson who unfortunately you could kind of see tonight he's kind of hobbled by a back injury and and so that kind of cut his short night and that's kind of disappointing where this could have been his last game um, and then our final senior that I haven't talked about Hunter Jones, he plays a slot receiver for us and he had a really good night too, catching some passes.
1: And, and again, uh, may not be done. I mean, we have to kind of talk about that again. You guys right now are two and six on the year, but there is the chance you might need a little help, right. there's a chance you guys can find out uh, tomorrow morning that you guys are in the playoffs. Yeah,
10: there, there is still a chance. We, uh, we actually think we probably are going to be in the playoffs um so we we look forward to finding out tomorrow if we're in the playoffs and going back to work and and looking to take on a pretty good football team so and I technically they don't announce that for
1: sure Saturday, right. but once you take a look at all the wild card right. points, I mean it'll yeah. it'll be plenty obvious uh, uh, tomorrow. Um, you know the the elephant in the room that we got to talk about is uh, Tate and Benson. We had him for uh, 50 carries, right at 400 yards rushing tonight. Uh, obviously, you got to talk a little bit about his performance and just how tough it was to stop him. He's a big, strong, 200 pound kid that's about six five following a line that's a bunch of guys about the same size in front of him.
10: That's a running back. He he ran hard. You know, he he runs behind his pads. You don't see very many high school kids run like that behind their pads and you know when he gets through that first line tackling him at the second level is even tougher and if he gets through that t- Second level, the third level, he can really show his speed, and he's he's a fast back for being as big as he is.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, again, the, the hopefully you guys will make the playoffs because again, you're kind of building for the future. You mentioned right. the seniors that you're losing. Still coming here for Amherst.
10: Yeah. Now we we still have faith in ourselves and and honestly we were talking we think we're a pretty dangerous 2 and 6 football team you know so that's that's better than our record shows and we've talked to a couple of coaches that have said that they don't really want to play us in the playoffs so that's you know we we've
1: And welcome back here again. Uh, apologize for the technical difficulties that we just haven't quite shook yet. Uh, but uh, Amherst, uh, uh, they played a pretty good football team. Offensively, they came off the mat several times, but they fall here by a final of 64 to 32. Yeah, you know, and especially that first half, it seemed like every time that
3: Amherst was getting KO'd, for lack of a better term knocked down to the mat they found a way to respond and that says a lot about the character of the kids second half unfortunately they just couldn't make that play to get back in the game or take the lead again and i think a lot of credit goes to that cambridge offensive line as you'll hear about him but mr benson just running the ball all night long was able to be the catalyst for the trojan success there but again hats off to the broncos you could tell how explosive their offense was and how if you're not covering them defensively here, they are going to create so much havoc. So if they get a chance to play in the playoffs, they are going to be a team that's still going to score some
1: points. Yeah, Coach Pfeiffer uh, said that uh, just as we uh, kind of lost our signal here uh, during our interview with him. Uh, and appreciate uh, Coach Colin Pfeiffer coming up and, and talking to us. Uh, again, they're a dangerous 2-6 yeah. and six football team going into the state playoffs. Let's give you a scoring summary. We'll get some statistics for you as well. Cambridge scored on their first two drives. It started with Tate and Benson on a one-yard run. Two-point conversion good, 8 nothing. That was with 9.5 to go in the first quarter. Late in the first quarter, final minute, Tyler Whitty, the quarterback, on a 9-yard run. That made it 14 to nothing. as they went for 2 and didn't get it. Amherst answered 21 seconds later, a long pass from Trevor Adelong to Riley Thompson from 45 yards out. That made it 14-6. to six. And then with 5.5 to go in the second quarter, Whitty again with a touchdown run, this time from 5 yards out. The uh, try for uh, the uh, extra point was no good. 20 to 6 at that point. Uh, Amherst answered again, 21 seconds later. Adalong again with the pass, this time, hold the neck out, caught it from 50 yards I well, caught it 10 yards away, and then ran about 40 yards after that. The uh, extra point kick was good. It was 20 to 13 at that point. That was really about as close as they were going to get. Tate and Benson then with a one yard run to make it uh, 26 to 13 with 13 seconds to go before halftime. Eight seconds later, Adelong drilled as he let go of the football. His last pass of the night was caught by Sam Florell. Florell got a couple, a great block by Holden Eck out to help him get in the end zone from 55 yards out. Uh, and uh, that made it 26-20 to 20 right before halftime. And that was as close as they would be for the rest of the night because they did get the uh, extra point kick, and then uh, to start the uh, second half, their first drive of the second half, Benson goes in from four yards out. That made it 34-20, to 20. and then he had a 54-yard run to make it 42-20. to 20. Amherst came back when uh, the uh, second quarterback that came into the game, Trace Bosch, was able to hit Riley Thompson on a 15-yard touchdown pass. That made it 42-26, uh, to 26. but then you had three straight touchdown runs by the – Trojans by the fullback uh, got in from one yard out that made it 50 to 26 and then Benson with two straight touchdowns in the uh, fourth quarter one from six yards out the other one from 16 yards out that made it 64 to 26 and then right before triple digits on the scoreboard Bosch this time hit Trevor Adelong on a 15-yard touchdown pass that made your final 64 to 32 uh Trace Bosch was uh 21 excuse me 12 of 21 for 139 yards Trevor Adelong was 6 of 15 for 187 yards uh Adelong also caught nine balls for 102 yards hunter jones caught uh five catches and i haven't told this up maybe 35 40 42 be 59 yards so he caught five balls for 59 yards uh hold the neck out one catch from 50 riley thompson Sam Florell had that 55-yard touchdown reception. And uh, rushing the football, let's just not talk about it because it's a negative number here for Amherst. The only positive rush they had all night was Trevor Adelong had uh, uh, a one-yard rush but finished with a negative two yards rushing. Uh, Bosch was sacked four times. if 17 yards and hold the neck out, lost five yards on the only carry he had on the night. The opposite is for Cambridge because they had a-
2: While dreams of sugar plums dance in some little heads, does your child dream of combines and cornfields instead? CHS Agri-Service Center wants to be the company that helps you make those dreams come true. Family farms are passed down from generation to generation, and CHS has prided themselves in being here in the communities, the schools, and on the farm, helping you make those dreams come true. CHS Agri-Service Center. People and resources you can count on always. And always here at chsagra.com.
1: And welcome back. Not sure where we uh, lost you, so we'll uh, go back to the uh, Cambridge statistics. And again, we apologize for the uh, difficulty we had. Insurance with agency. Our- Internet. You are listening to the New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery Post Game Show. Certified and fellowship-trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. For Cambridge, Tate and Benson, obviously the story. Uh, our statistics have him for fifty carries, three hundred ninety-seven yards, and six touchdowns. Not that we really need to talk about too many more statistics on top of that. But uh, Tyler Whitty carried the ball. Uh, four times and uh, unofficially had him for 16 yards. Out of that 16 yards, he still had a couple of touchdowns, so he didn't get cheated at all. Connor Bonzoff had uh, six carries. He ended up with a
6: And
1: welcome back to Cambridge. Again, uh, apologize for our technical difficulties. Uh, unofficially for 397 yards and six touchdowns. Tyler Whitty had a couple of touchdowns on, uh, and ran for 16 yards on four carries. Connor Bonzoff had a touchdown, ran for 17 yards on six carries. So again, the attack huge here tonight. Threw the ball fairly effectively as well. Tylee Woody uh, throwing the ball was uh, four of six.
9: Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, mom and Bramson kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308 236 9951. Thanks, girl. 24 hour
11: towing, certified Pick. repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308 236 9951. Lock it in. Carney towing and repair. I'll try to wrap
1: this up quick. Tyler Whitty throwing the football. It was uh, four of six in the air for 71 yards. hotel Hoteling caught all four balls. For all 71 yards. Again, our this one was 64 to 32, thanks to that last touchdown for Amherst uh, when Trace Bosch was able to hit uh, Trevor Adelong. The final play, essentially, for Amherst here in the football game. Again, Amherst will finish their season now two and six in the regular season. Still has a chance of making the playoffs. Cambridge is four and four. They have guaranteed themselves a spot in the D1 playoffs this sports wrap-up brought to you by buffalo county farm bureau everything you need wrapped up in one great insurance agent buffalo county farm more high school football for you tomorrow here on espn radio as we'll have coverage of broken bow in carney to take on carney catholic this a little bit of momentum heading into that uh, playoffs and again amherst it won't be official until sunday saturday morning But they will be able to tell up, uh, I think, just about everybody's points. I don't know if there's any eight-man games that are going on tomorrow night, but they'll have a real good idea by 8, 9 o'clock tomorrow.
0: Anderson Brothers can rewire your entire house or just add a handy outlet. We can fix an annoying drip or install a whole new kitchen and bath. We can change your furnace filter or convert your entire home to geothermal heat. After all, our name says it all. Anderson Brothers Electric, Plumbing, and Heating. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers. Neighbors serving your neighborhood for over 65 years.
1: And once again, 64-32 is our final. Again, we apologize for the uh, copious amounts of technical problems we've had here in the second half. Again, best of luck uh, to Amherst making it into the playoffs. Tomorrow we'll have a real good idea whether or not that's the case. I'm Randy Bushcutter. For Scott Carlin and our engineer back in the studio is Billy Thompson. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget that the Thursday night uh, scoreboard show brought to you by Rutz Heating and Air coming up in a little bit on our sister station on Classic. It's 98.9. Once again, 64-32 is the final here in Cambridge as Amherst falls now to 2-6 and six on the year. Good night, everybody.
6: The proceeding has been a KXPN Sports production brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at ESPNSuperStation.com.